everyone, and welcome to episode 185 of the Fans of Power. I'm Joe Amato, and I'm here with my partners in crime, Tyler T. Rakes Baker. God, and I was almost putting nasty Nate Nathan Kennedy at the same time. See, that's why it's different when I say it, Nathan. I almost flub it, but what's up, guys? And then I'm going to say hello to everybody in the chat room. I got to throw you off. I can't. That, uh, that's the only reason that I <laughs> stick around sometimes at the beginning is just to throw you off, make sure you flub it, and mess it up. And Thanks. then you you knock your tablet over, and then that's how you start fans of power. That's I don't know. You know what's I, how do you screw up something like that? Like with the illiterate, are you gonna say like nasty kneecap Kennedy or Kennedy or Nanity? I don't even. Just just like what I did right there, you know. I guess it is pretty easy <laughs> to screw up his name. I I pretty much answered my own damn question there. <laughs> exactly. That was unintentional. And... That was live, pal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know we're live. Exactly. Can we do this again? No, um, no, that's the thing. Man, I even dropped this tab on tank top there, Joe. Is like, no, nah, it's live, pal. Well, it's like, and then put fans of power like a logo on it, like that. That right. That would make a great T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, because we definitely, yeah, we flub and we we make mistakes and hell, we we just go with it. We own up to it. We mess up. Who cares? But first, you know, it is. Really, it's like okay. as long as we've been doing this, people don't call us out for making mistakes. Like, I guess if we get called out for anything, it's someone who disagrees with us. But they never, we never get criticized for. Being unprofessional in our our mannerisms, our conduct, or how we speak. Or, I, I or mean, how, I can't how, I can't speak for everyone on the panel, but I have gotten plenty of messages and emails. It's like, man, that Tyler guy uh, when he starts the show and does the intro, it's just, nah, not good, not good. You know, I'd encourage you assholes out there that if you have problems <laughs> with the way that I open the show, send it to me. All right, have have the balls to actually send me something to let. Me I was know totally kidding. What you want me to way. improve on? See how easy that was? You get them all worked up for nothing. It's, but maybe we'll address something like that in a second. But first, let me say hello to everybody in the chat room because it looks like we have some new people joining us as well. But Zentron, Wiley Walt, Patrick um, O'Keefe. Um, I'm scrolling down. Apologize. Uh, Papa Hoods69. Uh, Zen Brown. Grimbot. Miharu, the Fox, and Von Ratliff have all joined us. And if I miss somebody, I apologize. So, but oh, everybody who's here, thank you for joining us. Because, like I said, we'll get in a discussion. And the thing we're going to probably talk about, I'm sure we'll have a lot of people disagree, but that's what's good. And that's what I want to say is see, we, we don't sugarcoat anything when we do this show. As you know, we'll just say it because I, I would hate for any of you guys to, every time we say something, just everybody agrees because it would be such a bland, boring world if, like, when Joe spoke, all these people, as you could like to say, the cult of models. Yes, Joe, that is great. I agree with you. I, I mean, isn't, isn't that just... how it works, though? Pretty much, <laughs> no, though. Not... I mean, you don't have a cult unless <laughs> no. everyone's just kissing your ass and, you know, taking the sweat and putting it in cups so they but can. A bunch of know, Patterson and, and Briscoes <laughs> out there. Pretty much, you know, saying, don't mess with Joe Model. We'll knock your socks off. You know, oh, I, no, but, oh man, there. I always hated that. On, on God, that. Uh, I did too. That, that was like the worst part of that documentary, watching through just Gerald Briscoe just being like, Mr. Mike Mayan is the, the smart, he's the he's the genius. It's like he's got his balls and he's just sitting there fondling him off the camera. Yeah, I may as well. Dude. No, but th like I said, but that's what's great. Joe, I, who's fondling your balls people. off camera, by the way? Hey, him. I don't know. Can't discuss it. But he no, like I said, no I like that's what Joe calls, right. calls all of his followers. He, he or she who has no name. But it's good. They're no, but like it is good. 
we want people to disagree. We don't want everybody to agree with us. And like I said, when we say we, we don't sugarcoat it, it's like I said, we're going to speak our minds. If there's something we don't like, we say it because otherwise, how can people learn from anything to, let's say, somebody thinks this is absolute perfection, whatever is put out before them, whether it's something in comic book form, action figure form, something they could do for a cartoon or a movie. It's like if there's something you don't like, just speak up. Obviously, if you're not giving death threats to these people who are creating it, if you're just honestly saying, I really don't like it, and because of this reason, do that. I encourage more people to speak up, just like when we do the show. If there's something you kind of didn't like what we say, just when we make points on the show, say it. If you don't agree with us, let us know, because we appreciate it. That's what we like, but I'll pass it to you, T-Rex. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's, people have been disagreeing and agreeing with each other since, you know, the early days of the internet, of course, and people have their, their viewpoints and thoughts on the characters now things should be done or this this series of uh, cartoons was great, that one was not, or this comic was great and that one was not, and, you know, well, we, we, we that's kind of one of our, our tentpole uh, trademarks of this podcast is just talking about stuff we don't like and things we do like, and I'm sure some of us think of us as just you know, negative on a lot of the stuff. But if you listen to all these episodes we've done, 185 episodes, people. I mean, if you can't find something positive we said in all those, then you clearly you're not watching it, and you're not hardcore, and you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wow. Well, but okay, I, sure. The, the point the point is is like we 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 encourage not just with people who listen to this podcast, but in, in all the fan community. Feel comfortable to agree or disagree with people. You know, don't be afraid that if, if you don't like, here, here's an easy one: the new Shiver cartoon that you're going to be labeled as a sexist. Which I think I'm I'm, I'm quite sure that has probably been thrown up by some people that you're uh, uh, that you uh, you're a hate monger or you don't like women or you're a uh, you're a sexist pig to quote Jesse Spano there, you know, or something like that. You know, just. Ignore that because they clearly have got their head up their own ass and they're a human tree stump. They're not thinking clearly at all. They're just so quick to label your opinion. And, um, you know, if you don't feel the need to be articulate with your opinion, because honestly, arguing on social media, I, I, I think to quote Nathan, I'd rather look at my own butthole. I just I don't have it in me <laughs> to sit on social media and argue back and forth with somebody on another part of the world. It's wait, much wait, more wait. Easy, what? Well, wait a minute. What what Yahoo Movies review was that? Was that Wolfen? No, nah, no, that was like making fun of uh, a naked Edward James almost. That was just something you would yeah, use but to that, say. But wasn't that from my Wolfen review on Yahoo Movies? I said I would rather stare at my own butthole in the mirror for two hours than to watch this film. You I, may have. It was something like that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was just a, a quote I wouldn't forget. But... Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I, that's why I don't like to engage in like debates on social media because I just I find it monotonous to argue with someone or just have a, a debate on Facebook because that's the only bit of uh, social media I, I engage in. But um, you know, I, I think some some of the you know obviously like Joe said, if you get ugly with this stuff, then you got your opinion doesn't count. If you just come out and say you know you don't like the live action movie because you just felt that Dolph's acting just didn't live up to what you expected. Okay, simple as that. But if you're going to come out and say that, you know, ah, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about, a bunch of morons, because you guys are stuck in the 80s, you just like all the old stuff, and, and that just comes off like, you know, you have the brain of an ice cube, and you're just going to melt right in front of me anyway. 
Yeah, but um, like we have, like already we have some people in the chat room saying some stuff, which, like I said, and I'll get to, and that's what I mean. I love addressing it because we never get angry with people in the chat room. We always listen to what they say. But first, I let me can't just say, because I can't I don't, see it. And if you guys are having well, problems with me, they don't tell I, me till after the fact. Well, you I suck, stuff. Tyler, you jackass. Well, yeah. First, first, I don't know if I said hello to Rick Poe, and if I didn't, I did now. And also, you Brett Collins. I just, remember there was no mention of a Rick Poe in that chat room there. So, Joe, you have to issue this man a public apology of five hundred dollars. I, well, I don't have the $500, you know that, but I can get you some coupons, Rick Poe. But um, thanks for popping up. And Brad Collins is on lunch break, just popped in to say good day, guys. Only character that he wants to see in the movie is Zuva Rex. And Nathan, don't forget about a question uh, he we, had we a couple months ago, bud. Hey, wait, hang on. Stop the presses. Brad Collins had a question from a couple months ago? Hey, maybe he did. We just missed it, but he might pop it up and say it if he did. Yeah, now, I uh, yeah, yeah. Just you're gonna have to ask that question again, or uh, yeah. I, I think we're yeah. uh, we're friends on Facebook. Maybe message that. I don't know. Do do something yeah, to get that question just, to me. Yeah, and he might be giving you a hard time. And Patrick, O'Keefe, uh, I, I was I was gonna say I don't know if Patrick was serious or not, but I will respect what he said. He said, Joe, I did, I disagree with your decision to eat bugs, and I don't know if it's a joke or serious, but I kind of think we all do. Said I, that was I think gross. that's. That's, so that's how a, could you think the one that's guy? That's unanimous. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I just well, want to acknowledge. Well, he deserves the fact that you hijacked a podcast about him and Shira <laughs> to eat live animals. It was different. It definitely hey, was no, not. No, hey, I, Tyler, to be fair, they were insects and they were already dead, so it's a fair game, I suppose. Besides but. the tarantula, the others were delicious. But um, <laughs> Zen Brown said, and when I was talking about sugar coating, Zen Brown said sugar coating is one thing. He said, but Tyler being picky is something else. So see, and Zen Brown might think you might get picky at things. Also, I, um, I, me, I, I, you know, I, uh, front, I, I am Professor Highbrow. That that would be my, my if I had no. like a. Uh, well, I do have a Heman.org name, but if I was to make another, it would be Professor Highbrow. I do have a high standard when it comes to my quality of. Uh, um, excitement for a master of the universe. I do not settle, and I will not settle. Um, if something is really good, or I didn't think it was, I will give it a second thought or a second chance occasionally. But you know, yes, I am very picky, and I own. I, I, I guys, I, to to be fair, because I've known him for a long time. It's not just masters; it's like food and women. He's picky all across the board, so don't worry about it. He's good. Yeah, I know what I want. Like, I'm not someone who doesn't know what they want. I know what I want. I am very precise in what I want, you know. However, I, I'm a very plain eater. I'm not a pickier. I just don't want green shit and vegetables and mustard on my food. Stuff that, that makes you, you know, stronger. Which, by the way, uh, I, got a, I got a few things to share at some point before I kind of bounce out before you guys do character spotlight. But Brad Collins... I have the window open. I have your questions here. So I will make sure that when we get to the question portion of the show, that those will be asked. He yep, sent those. We'll on, he sent those on March 31st. And I was like, yeah, man, totally wow. got it. And then all these oh, weeks great, passed Nathan. by. Like, you yeah, left them hanging. I know. No why. He was, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, see? see? Oh, no, <laughs> I can't, send, I can't send you $500 either, but I can go to the McDonald's down the road. Oh, yeah, get right. you a coupon book and send it your way. I could do the coupons. You could do the money. But um, no, and when we get to the part where we're talking about these characters for who we'd like to see in the movie, I know the characters I'm going to say. I bet not only will it anger some of the people in the chat room, but it might even anger, anger Tyler. But we'll see. But Mihavru with the Fox did well, have no, one why, thing to say. Why would you want to go and not only anger them, but why would you want to anger me? You know, I mean, I just love doing it. Yeah, but it, it is kind of fun, isn't it, Joe? Embrace. Yeah, it is. But, Embrace. But let me get to. Uh, 
for something for Tyler. Mihal Ru the Fox said, I tend to disagree with Tyler most of the time, mostly because I'm a huge <laughs> Well hold on, hold on. Okay. But I mean, you, to be is, fair, I, mean, I kinda think wait, wait. we all do deep at heart. But you gotta let me finish no, because I, I think uh, Tyler yeah, understands. talked to you guys in private, both you guys like Tyler, oh my god, like I never thought of it. But but you'll why see the context. I, why didn't, why didn't oh, the on, on the, no. No. I, I didn't finish. I gotta finish so you can understand the context. All right, Joe, you finish. So, I tend to disagree with Tyler most of the time, mostly because I'm a huge MYP fan, and he has different opinions about that show. Nothing against him personally, though. So that's what Miharu said. But yeah, because I know Tyler, you've said things you you know you kind of don't like, but you've been open about mm -hmm. saying there's a lot of things you really love in MYP. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Say uh, yeah. Tell tell this gentleman here that if he wants to hear me say positive stuff, which I have made a point to say it multiple times, and I'm I'm not saying this to be a uh, and uh, smartness, like I genuinely have a lot of good positive points I've made on that. Like for the commentaries we've done, uh -huh. you go back and watch like the Roboto's Gambit commentary, the Rise of the Snake Man commentary we did, uh, did last week, the Snake Pit. Um, we've done a, an overall discussion on the 2000X series. We've done a discussion on, um, uh, oh, uh, I think we did actually a commentary for the Monster Within. And we also did one for separation. We did a discussion on separation too. So those are just some of the examples of of a lot of positives. Like I always like Count Marzo's portrayal, Evil Seed, uh, Squeeze, Roboto in the first episode. I hated his voice in the in the uh, next episodes to follow. But those are just some of the points. So and which uh, was I, a good example at one time when I remember I like you and I disagreed. I don't know if it was much of a disagreement, but I always said I wasn't a big fan of Evil Seed from MYP, but I yeah. love them in Filmation. But then I said, of course, when it came to MYP, I absolutely love what they did with Count Marzo and wasn't a fan of the Filmation one. But so yeah, there's I guess there's always you know a disagreement here and there. But I know there was things like you just you explained some things you like some some things. No, you but didn't. I, I if, if if people think that I'm just the guy that just dumps on MYP because that's the consensus. I think it's kind of funny, but, uh, um, but no, and, and I think that's, Mihabru, that's not the I case. Think, I, was, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think Mahabru is one of our female listeners. If I remember her when she, uh, I think she was in the chat room a long time ago, I believe. Okay, well, uh, well, please, ma'am, I encourage you to go back and check back our discussion on Roboto's Gambit, uh, The Monster Within, Separation, our MYP discussion, Snake Pit, those are just some of the examples where I am giving. Yes, in every episode, I'm going to find some problems with like uh, a character like Tila or Man at Arms or Evelyn's voice, and I think you even you, this 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 lady would have a hard time defending Clawful in this series too. So the show is not perfect, and Filmation has its flaws too. But um, the storytelling I just find to be a lot more better than MYP. MYP had the action, but no substance. Filmation has substance and little action. So okay, all right, and thanks for saying that. And I'm sorry if I've been filming with my mask, but the the heat is is really bad. I'm starting to sweat. I have. I think it was Grimbot asked me a couple weeks ago. He's like, "Why you got all them tissues on your keyboard when my tablet fell over?" I put the tissues. How about that, Joe? No, no, keyboard too. Yeah, yeah, come on. I put the it, tissues. Who find that you're paying for certain adult content and you tell us, I ain't got no money, guys. Man. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford no. jack shit. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I, he's he's like part of the uh, the Pornhub like premium member, like premium supreme member. He's got like a t-shirt and everything. He's yeah, we'll send you a t-shirt. Here's like blah blah blah. And he's like, oh yeah, it's totally cool. And a box cool. of our finest aloe Kleenex tissues. You know, so I put <laughs> yeah. um I put for extra tissue. comfort. Yeah. In my mask, 
against my cheekbone to keep it off of my eyeball because part of it sticks on my eye, but the sweat has started to pour on my eye and it was burning. I was almost blinded. So um, um, first, also, let me say hello to – oh, my God, I can't see. Ryan. Ryan joined us, and so did uh, Febmon. So, oh, my God, that – Oh, you know, you could turn your camera off for like five minutes and give your face a breather while we record and then turn it exactly. back on. You don't have to sit in or, the Or we can, we can go through the process of uh, finding Joe a way to make a luchador mask that is patterned after Modulock. That would probably oh be the best way to go. That could be because, man, when it starts getting hot around here for the, the summer, oh, geez, even with the air on, it's just – Oh, it gets me. Oh, and or, we can, or uh, we can start a GoFundMe to get Joe Amato an air conditioner to just put in this one room. Or an Oscillating fan. You know, we, I guess we could go to you know what? A I should do a fan. I never thought. Oh, and Joe I, never thought, hey, what if I just go to Walmart never, and just get a fan that can like. This new technology that's been around. Just, you know, I don't know. How, where have I been? You know, I'm going to get a fan. That is a good idea. But also, Omegator joined us and Kyle Kendall and. Uh, Oh, I already said Benjamin Bowie. Damn, did I miss anybody? I think I got everybody. But, um, okay, well, before we start now talking about who we'd like to see in this movie, Nathan, was there something you wanted to show everybody before we started talking? Or I, I, I do I do have a couple things. Uh, I, hit okay. Joe, I hit Joe Amato up to customize me some slime for a slime pit that I bought and to have Roboto into it. And Joe's like, well, that'll be $375. And I was like, Joe, I can't uh -huh. do that. And he was like... Uh, I, I, I can knock it down to about a steady uh, 247 and I was like well I'll, I'll, I'll consider no it, was, it wasn't that but uh, no, it's, it's going to get wonky again because once again don't have multiple monitors here but uh, let me just put the camera just solely on me so if they talk it's not going to come off of me look at that front and center okay. it's like okay. it's like tie, it's like the, the, the Kevin and Axel drawings here I am look at my face <laughs> <laughs> You're one time to shine. I don't have to say anything. They just oh god, the power it exudes from the facade. Uh, anyway, all right. So there we go. There ah! and, and and I Joe, I, when I took this picture, I still hadn't switched out the the arm attachment because he also okay. he also made the slime to fit on one of the other arm attachments, and I still haven't like turned out all the lights to see if indeed. Uh, oh God, sorry. If that like glows in the dark, and I huh. guess I guess while we're here, uh, actually I'm not going to show that off yet. But uh, Joe, thank you for this. It looks fantastic. Yeah, no, no, it's it, 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 it's really really awesome. So make sure click the link down below in the description. So if there is a custom, or if you guys have your own slime pit and you want some slime, he will mold <laughs> that slime to fit any character that you want. So there you go. It looks I appreciate awesome. that. Now, yeah, it's, oh, it's thank you, really, Tyler. really good. No, thanks. I, I do appreciate that. And I guess I'll explain the context of like how I did the slime. Cause you know, there's a lot of people always want to slime characters like Moss man, Grizzlor, but you know, if you did that with real slime, those characters were done. They'd be damaged. So with this, I mean, I guess it's your way of sliming anybody without actually sliming, but it looks just like it. It's just, and the thing is I actually sculpt every bit in, at first, I put a protective covering over whatever figure and whatever pose. I tell everybody, you tell me the pose you want that character to be in, even if it's just the generic regular version. I mean, stance that they have. But then I will sculpt it into that look. Once it sets, then I take it off. I paint it up. I give it a gloss to make it look wet. 
And if you want it to glow, I can make it glow too. But I'm, I'm glad it arrived to you safely because I always get nervous when I'm shipping. Oh, no, yeah. Joe made sure to message me. It's like, hey, that, that should be there on Friday. Um, I hope it's okay. I wrote fragile all over the box, and there there's no denying that. It's just fragile, just written like everywhere, <laughs> like a crazy person. All over like the box. reversed and, and the word fragile or anything like yeah. that Writ, written in chicken blood or <laughs> yeah i had to protect it i mean because i did not want any pressure i didn't want any compression of that box because otherwise if there would have been certain packing between the two sets of slime and the little one if they would push you know stuff can break so i just had a way that i got the slime to go into the box to where nothing would push against each other and no yeah he, he definitely it was definitely like here's the box Here's each piece of slime like taped to the side, like just complete opposite of each other. And I'm just like, he he did well. It was good. But it's also, Joe, it's also really sturdy as well, because with my slime yeah. pit, and I and I noticed I didn't notice this until I went to put the slime in there and looked at the picture that you had sent me that if you put your brand on everything, that uh-huh. I am also missing like the top middle piece that really keeps that from like clamping down and Tyler's also missing the same piece. I was like, Oh ah, shit. Like I'm missing this, but uh, no, yeah, it, I- it, it's sitting up there. It looks perfect. Uh, later I'm going to, I'll turn the lights off in here, not on the show, but I'll turn the lights off and then see if it is glowing in the dark a little bit, but thank you for that, Joe. It was, it's fantastic. Bob, I'm glad you enjoy it and I appreciate it. And I think you had something else you might want to share that I don't think even I've seen, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, So, you know, I I think it was last week. I feel like it was last week that we talked about how Tyler used to have piercings in his ears. Well, I... uh, (laughs) I don't think I shared that on this podcast, though. I I came across as there was at one point that I had made a video. I'm not going to show the video. It's just stills from this video. Oh, Tyler, Tyler, do you remember when you beat Dead or Alive and you beat the final boss? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, the minute he said video, I'm like, I know what this is, yeah. Tyler knows what we're talking about. Oh, uh, let, me, let me get everything, kind of make sure that... Okay, all right. Make sure that I got that going how, how I want to. We're going to go back in the screen share, so apologies, going to get a little, little weird, so if you guys are on LSD, prepare yourselves. <laughs> Boom! And actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I need to, let me put that. Oh, no, no. What? There we go. There we go. And keep it stuck on you. So when we talk, yeah, it can I, stay I, on I, I'm pretty sure it is stuck on me, I think. But look at that. You, you guys can kind of see the piercings there. And look at Tyler's arms. Not as big at this time because he had just started working out. Yeah. Boom. There, there he is. Look at those ripped jeans right there on his knee and his thigh. But you can see the piercings just sticking out. I, I don't know if you had had the eyebrow piercing by this point. No, I think I, I got that. Um, that was the last thing I got. So um, my right ear is pierced there, which means my left side was pierced too because I got that one done first and then the right one, and then that's when I got the stud in my eyebrow after all that, which I, it was my right eyebrow, so it's not there yet. Winner takes all, everybody. Yeah, look at it. Basketball, sport my my affinity for basketball back then too. So, and and <laughs> I, I meant to I meant to also screen cap the video before, but there is one of you like flexing after you you beat that. So I, I'm yeah, gonna yeah maybe maybe when you guys go into the character discussion, I will screen cap that as well and show it later on in the show. But uh, I just wanted I wanted everyone man, to I see look, this. I look so sm- I look so small. You are you were tiny at that time, man. 
like yeah. still big, but like definitely way smaller than what you are now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There we go. Awesome. Wow. And I, temporarily... I was not expecting that. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like what, what's he found or what's he going to share here? Yeah. I'm temporarily going to block that? myself just to, uh, Lifting my mask up because I'm dying. So yeah, I had to do it. I'm everyone, sorry. everyone said zoom in. All right. Well, here, hang on. We'll, yeah, uh, zoom in? yeah. Well, no, yeah. We'll we'll screen share. We'll do this again. I'll I'll zoom in. Well, there we go. I have to let me get it set up a little bit. I'll have to finagle. All right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be blurry because this video is from uh, like early two thousands. Like, dude, and no, it was, it was no, it, no, it was two thousand seven. So, but still, that was like twelve years ago. That, that's wow, that's a long time. You can see a lot better there, though. Definitely, you can see it better. <laughs> All right, let me yeah, uh, these, uh, let me go okay. here. There we go, and we'll uh, just kind of. I just want to focus on these <laughs> jeans. These are like the Hollister jeans that he was spending yeah. like $80 or more on. Yeah. Wow. Ridiculous. I'm like, man, I it, just go get a pair of jeans at like Walmart or something. We can... But I, I wore them so well back then when I could actually wear, you know, jeans like that. So, and uh, you know what? I, I'll, uh, I'll make some edits to that, that video where I posted it and maybe we can just share it with everybody at some point so they can just see it in all of its glory. As long as I don't have to watch it, I don't care what you. I think. don't know. I don't honestly. I don't think there should be any audio to it because I listened to my voice in that, and even Emily was just like, "That's you." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was me." She's like, "Why am I here?" Yeah, pretty much. Winner takes all, everybody. Remember, yeah, winner takes all. Remember that. All right. Hope I didn't embarrass. I hope I didn't embarrass them too much, but. No, no, I don't no. think he'd be embarrassed. It's, no, uh, doesn't look that drastic or insane. So it uh, looks pretty cool. But uh, well, quickly before we do get in our conversation, I did want to say hello to Angry Guy Productions and Ocean the Experience joined us as well. So thank you for joining us. And uh, now I think I got everybody. Well, now and, I uh, wanted to throw out something for Nathan Bounces too. Um, okay. Uh, my cousin Jason contacted me, and he's a fan of the podcast. And I don't know if Joe saw. He probably didn't because he didn't respond. I don't think. But, okay. <laughs> um, Jason, Jason, Jason's in a band, and um, his his band had did like um, their renditions of like an assortment of like Nintendo uh, themes, uh, and he, you know, loves the podcast and offered to do a um, a version of the He Man theme, possibly as an intro to the podcast. Yes. Oh, I didn't hear Thank that. You. Oh. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry, but I I've been. Because those of you that join us on Podbean and iTunes, I've kind of been searching for just another set of music to use for it. Because while that's good, I just wanted something that captured it better. So yeah, if he wants to do that, please, please, that'd be do, cool. Please do. Yeah. That would be awesome. I, yeah. So I told him I said he was he would get to work on it this week and uh, and send me whatever he comes up with first and. uh because he's got a book that covers a lot of the 80s themes. I said, get the Thundercats, Silverhawks, Turtles, G.I. Joe. But he's on his band's on YouTube, and they've done like Super Mario Brothers, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. There's like a 25 minute video of him him and his band doing an assortment of Nintendo themes, too. And he's a few years older than me and Nate. He's probably around Joe's age. But what do you mean? I'm just saying. So about 53. 
this guy, oh. he, he's a little too old there. You know, Joe Amato, that guy's about, you know, 57 years old. So, it sounds like Zach Morris pretending to be an old guy. Zach, wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. wait which, which episode was that one? When, when the spine on uh, Slater and his ex-girlfriend, they're going to the, going to the movies. And so Jesse and Zach pretend to be old people to get the senior discount and spy on, Je- on uh, Slater. And his, uh, wait, 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 wait. Is that the one that was like the ex-girlfriend at the army base and she calls him Albert yeah. Clifford? Yeah. 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 That's the second Saved by the Bell <laughs> reference we've had on the show. Adam Gabbard, thank you for we joining give us. You more, we give you more for your money on this show. We're not just <laughs> stuck on hey, hate. We are stuck Tyler, on everything that was great. Tyler, how do, you, how do you feel? Maybe instead of doing that Miami Vice podcast that we thought about doing, what if we just did a Saved by the Bell one? Hmm. We did, didn't we, a while ago? Yeah, I still would want to do like like a choice commentary for like you know certain episodes of Miami Vice with you, but Saved by the Bell, absolutely no Miss Bliss yeah. episodes though. I could give two shits about that. But. Yeah, no, 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 that that that's fine. I we should definitely do some college years ones because like oh, I, I have yeah. a soft spot in my heart for that, and the theme song is that. fantastic. I don't give a shit what people say. College years should have been on for like four more seasons. Yeah, it was great. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, man. Yeah, love that, oh, Mike Golick. It was awesome. Yeah, he, he he was, and it's funny that his brother ended up doing like that uh, that radio show for ESPN with uh, yeah, Mike, which I can't, I can't Goldberg. Stand yeah, yeah, well, he, he sucks. Well, he's okay. He's just, he just, I, I like Mike Green better. You know, Mike Mike Green, like he, yeah, you know, he's he's much more. I don't know. He just, you know, <laughs> I, I I just find him a lot more entertaining to watch than you know. Yeah, you know, the other mic who just screams and yells, "Yeah, you're a garlic, and we eat, and we eat, and we eat." And you're like, "Yes, I get it. You like food." Zen Brown says, "AKA like the Zach Morris is trash podcast." How about the season with the beach hotel, dude? I love those episodes. I love those too. Yeah, where with, like uh, Stacy, this one's for the car, and they have yeah. like the the volleyball match the rock and, uh, music. Yeah, was, yeah, oh, they they, they think cool. they think they have it when they got like the big tall guy. It's like we got it, yeah. and then like Screech messes up and he breaks his he foot and everything. Yeah, on his foot. Yeah, oh man. Gets, yeah, you're gonna have well, to save hey, all hey, that goodness for an episode. If you if you guys like say by the bell and you want us to kind of do a say by the bell podcast, uh, Tyler, I think honestly, Tyler, I think we should do that. Do commentaries for say by the bell episodes. That'd be great. Yeah. So people in the chat room are thinking it's great. We expect you to at least <laughs> no. view it or, or download, not just oh yeah, it's great. And, you know, yeah, support it. Joe, are you all right over there? I thought you're supposed to just be wiping your face. Are you putting um, more? Actually, are you no, leaving no. more tissues on your keyboard? There? I was gonna say. I'm actually, uh, I think I'm ready to get to the movie discussion, but I got to keep this off for just a little bit because well, I Joe, really got you, also, If you have something that comes up, just <laughs> say, say, say a code word like Yankee Doodles. Well, hey, if he, hey, if he has does. something that, that comes up and he needs the tissues. Oh God! Well, the show's going off the rails. Hey, but else happens and Joe has to get up. But since Nate well, decided to take it to the well, it's not the, like he, know, it's tr- not like know, he's going raincoat. to the chalkboard in like sixth grade to like figure out a math problem or anything. No, if something comes up, he's I'll always he's always shot from like the chest up. It's it's all right. Everybody knows that he doesn't wear pants anyway. So it's there it's you fine. go. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure that you know Joe was always the guy that wore a raincoat to the video store. And just would kind of look around where he's wearing sunglasses and walks back through the curtains or the beads or whatever it was, you know. I try not to be, but uh, well, I think well, we'll get into our. Well, movie I, I was gonna say, are you guys kicking me off for the movie discussion? I feel like I no, could at least stick. talk about like yeah. no, I contribute to that. Like, yeah. or, or, Joe, are you push for time? That way, if we have to watch the time. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. 
Um, okay. But uh, no, yeah, Nathan, definitely stick around for that. So I'll um, stick yeah, around for can... that part. But when you guys okay. go into the character discussion, I'll bounce out. Nathan, but... you watched uh, House Chicago. I'm surprised you would want to bounce on the. Well, discussion. I mean that that was that was a, a long time ago, and I haven't been able to reach it. But we People should. Don't but we should also thank Penny Dreadful. We should thank Danielle for sending us. Well, say I I had a way of doing. Oh, okay. That. Sorry, I ruined it. I'm I'm sorry. Jerk. We should go ahead and do I was that now. Build the surprise because I'm sure when she listens, she's gonna be lowering. Those assholes aren't even acknowledging that gives us a I had time just right for the mask discussion. I'm sorry. Even open up to the section on mask, and Nathan's like, uh, you know, we well we should just wah, wah, well wah, you know wah, wah, all over I'll segment. just go ahead and go. Well, we're already here, so go ahead. Yeah. Yes, See you yes. later. Well, go ahead and thank her and, and show it off because yes. mine's sitting over yes. there. So yeah, uh, when we get to it in a little bit, um, we're gonna do a, a mask discussion, but. I'll also use the character compendium that our wonderful friend, Penny Dreadful, Danielle, uh, was very kind and uh, decided, and this completes my Dark Horse collection of all the Dark Horse releases that they've done on He-Man and She-Ra. And uh, she took it upon herself to uh, get us all a copy of that. I'm not sure if Joe's has arrived yet, but... Um, I did not. I knew nothing about it until you kind of like mentioned that. But uh, yeah, no, nothing came yet. But I know she said something was coming in the mail would be here tomorrow. So I'll definitely let her know. And that's that's an amazing thing for her to do because those things ain't cheap. No, to send I, one I, to all I, of them, like and, God. And oddly enough, I was actually looking at it on Amazon because I was like, I should probably get this so I can, you know, if they have character discussions and they want to drag me on the show like they always have a tendency to do. And I'm like, I can just kind of read up a little bit and maybe watch okay. a few things and, you know, maybe kind of sound smarter than them. So thank you, <laughs> Danielle, for sending that to us. Very much. And I, I didn't get this book because I thought it was just going to be filled with all the bios that Scott and I like wrote. I'm like, I'm not buying that. However, I was wrong to know that they included a wide assortment of uh, uh of a, a history of all the characters, of how they're portrayed in the vintage line, in the German audio plays, in the in the annuals, in the mini comics, filmation. So there's a if the character has been uh, used quite a bit in the mythology, they do a great job of acknowledging the wide variety of interpretations from like I'm looking at you know uh, golden books and various assortments and things like that. So it is, is well Zuba worth the time in to there? get this. I didn't look for something so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like i'm out i'm out then forget it i ain't buying but no and jd no. gibson thank you for joining us no there was times where i thought like spider's not in this book she said there were mistakes in this book and i found one of them I found spider. <laughs> of course she did you know yeah but no she is in there i didn't think she oh. was but they had oh. this thing broken up into so many sections like the you have items you have locations you have uh uh, like tools, you have uh, vehicles, you have cool. uh, pieces of the planets. I mean, you it's, it is broken up into so many small, small details. Like, I mean, it's uh, even characters from the live action movie. Charlie, owner of the music store, he gets his own segment. Lubick, oh, God. That's... You know, well, Lubick show, yeah. but Charlie, wow. Who yeah, Charlie, Charlie even, about... he's even got a spot in this. So, they, I mean, they, they go very, very knee deep into. The mythology. So even this should make Nathan, you know, not look like an idiot all the time. <laughs> you know, I, Nathan's I, just like I couldn't agree more with that, and just repeats what I just said. Yep, thumbs up. You know, thumbs up all around. <laughs> I do. I do want to mention in the chat that some people, were, I, I guess they were uh, kind of thinking that.
we would do that say by the bell discussion on this channel no it, we would definitely not do that it would be on the beyond retro channel so don't yeah, you, don't don't yeah, worry you, yourselves with like one day tyler and i are just going to show up and you're thinking oh yeah nine o'clock sunday fans of power oh they're talking about say by the bell what is going on though that we wouldn't now, do that to everybody. now just to remind if people who have not paid attention when we say it, we do other podcasts on the Beyond Retro channel, which is just the brother channel of this, where we do capes and commentaries Beyond Retro every so often. Nathan's got a wrestling podcast. Uh, and Joe decides to, you know, uh, eat stuff for charity. You know, yes. he goes on there too, probably. Joe, Actually, probably I, I, Joe, man, are you all right? We, we still haven't, gonna, uh, oh, we haven't gotten no, visual gonna, confirmation from you. I'm going to get the mask back on some point during the podcast, but I really needed a breather. I was so hot that my eyes, I mean, they really were on fire. When I took this mask off, it, not to sound gross, it was well, dripping. Just, it was stop, just, uh, well, just no, well, you need to be doing this regularly anyway, bud. You, you, yeah. You're putting yourself through a lot of discomfort. Every week, and you we don't need, need to, to we need that. to get him that luchador mask. But Joe also would help if you would stop eating wings with hot sauce on them and then rubbing your eyes. I don't know why you continue <laughs> get... to do that. Yeah, I love it's my like Jim Carrey in the bathroom and Lyle Lyle. It takes that soap. <laughs> yeah, ah, you know, just does that. Right. Joe does. I'm kicking my own I'm ass. Kicking... Do you mind? Do you right. mind? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh shit! But uh, all right, no. all right, we'll get to the movie just soon. But Danielle. Thank you, and uh, thank you so much for, for doing that for us. And really? Daniel will make her triumph return to the podcast on June 30th. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. She's agreed to come back to yeah. and join us, and we well, what's uh, what The plan there is Batman Returns commentary, right? Was that the plan? I thought that was for, I thought that was for fans of power. I took it as fans of power. Oh, but, really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. No, I, I didn't know if I didn't know if that was like the Batman Returns commentary with us or if it was something else. But all right, yeah, right on. I, I mean, this, what, but, whatever, either or. It's always nice to have her on the show. Yeah. Well, we got to get her for a Batman Returns commentary anyway. So we'll go for this. If she can make that one too, we'll we'll try and knock them both out. Hopefully well, yeah, we'll just double up because we used to do that on Sundays all the time anyway. So it'll be fine. Yeah, don't mind it ever so often. So, Joe, we will get to the discussion so you can um, relieve yourself. <laughs> if he, I'm, if I'm he hasn't I'm, already. Yeah, yeah no, I'm Because no one knows what's going on. Because his no, camera's I'm, off. I'm, He's like, guys, I'm sweating through my mask. But is that really what's going on? No, no, I'll be putting it back on in a bit. But, no, this one, uh, like I said, we <laughs> wanted to, uh, like I said, if Ooh. this movie, like we always said, if yeah. this movie is to actually <laughs> ever happen and come out in 2021 we thought we'd discuss our joe it's gonna six. happen it's gonna happen well, well like i said i i'll always try to did, be optimistic did you did you not the see, whole point is did you not see that poster last week it's happening all right come on yeah, they took the vintage masters universe logo and black and white it's it's, it's happening it it's Roger Corman's intern, you know, who just got hired at 30 minutes ago, could have come up with a better poster than that. It's official. That was it was it was a lazy poster. But if this is to happen, we figured we'd discuss our top six picks for heroic warriors and evil warriors that we think should be in this movie. Now, of course, I mean, there's just a ton of characters. We'd love to see so many more, but you know, you can only have so much within a first movie. Maybe add sequels would be great to introduce other people, but. I mean, the ones, obviously, we're, we're not saying He-Man and Skeletor because those are the givens. I'm not even wanting to say Battle Cat and Panthor because it'd be nice to see them, but I, I'm talking about main characters I'd like to see in there kicking ass, doing something, taking some good screen time. So for the Heroic Warriors, I obviously, you have to have Man-at-Arms and Tila. I mean, those are like, it, it's like a given. You cannot have Masters of the Universe without Man-at-Arms and Tila. 
then I started getting to my other picks and I was wondering, you know, I'm saying things that I'm thinking in my head might be cool. Others might think it sucks, Joe, but I do want Oracle. Some people might think, oh, he's worthless. He shouldn't be in it because he's comedy relief for filmation. But I think Oracle would have a great place and presence in that movie, if done right, especially to see some kind of magic happening. But I think he would be great to see in that. Then I wanted to see Ram Man because I, I want to see a good ass kicking Ram Man. Somebody strong that when maybe He-Man ain't doing something, you're seeing Ram Man, you know, just like bashing into somebody, whether it's through a building, a person, something. I was like, I got to see Ram Man. But then I was like, there's two others. Who would be good to see as for two others? I, I want to see Fisto just because I think he could be another really awesome ass kicker. So that's five. But when it came to the sixth one, I picked somebody I thought I'd never pick. Because I hate this character. And that's Stratos. I was like, I don't like Stratos, but you know what? I think he'd be a perfect role and fit in that movie, especially for having a flying character. Somebody that could fly to seek out, do some scouting, along with, like, let's say he engaged in battle with somebody. I could just see him just flying into any of them evil warriors, lifting little suckers up, whether he throws them into a mountain, drops them, whatever. I think Stratos would be an ass kicker as well to be in that movie. And it would be a good place to have that flying character that I usually despise just because I, I just am not a Stratos fan, but I think he'd be great. So those are my six heroes, but I'll pass it to Nathan or Tyler. You can do yours and why, and then we can do evil. But those are my six picks of Heroic Warriors. Nathan, go ahead. I, well, I uh, honestly, I was going to turn it to you because I uh, I was going to let you guys do your picks and then sort of take the conversation in another way by asking – how how would you want to approach the film because when we think about this it's it's it, it needs to appeal to the fan base that's stuck around and has been loyal for so long but you also have to bring in new eyes to it as well so i didn't really have picks set in mind but it was more just the question i wanted to pose to you guys of how do you think the movie needs to go to like reach the the requirements of appeasing to the hardcore fan base, but also bringing in the new eyes and being like, holy shit, like this is this is really cool. Well, Masters isn't something that I ever want to see compared to make it like 300, make it like Game of Thrones. Like, no, make it like Masters of the Universe. We already know what it's been, an established fantastic property, and we know how the origins of it are that have a really good, serious feel. Now, people sometimes want to take the context of filmation saying, oh, it's just silly, it's corny, it's stupid. Not really. Yes, we know later on, yes, we know we got some of the yuck fest in season two as it went on. But early on, it was even serious. All you got to do is just take that tone and put it in the movie form. Don't insult us, meaning don't make it into a comedy. I don't want to watch Masters of the Universe and be left, oh, my God, what a funny joke He-Man just said, or anybody else. No, I don't want that. Sure, there could be some, like, you know, parts where, oh, just to let y'all hook, there could be a little, if done properly, to with not being out of place, that could be good. But I would just want a good ass-kicking action movie with great fantasy, magic, the technology, make us believe that this world of Eternia is alive now. You know, if we can finally see it transition from the cartoon, the comics or whatever, and now we're going to see this lush, beautiful world of Eternia and all its darkness as well. But don't ham it up. We don't need to have it be funny. But Tyler, go ahead. Trading the source material with dignity, you know, not trying to turn it into something that it's not. Um, 
you know, if, if, if people, if, you know, these people, which I, I don't know anything about them, you know, I don't know if they're doing their legitimate research or they're just bullshitting and just wanting a gig so they can say they put their name on something, get their names out there. But I, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not saying this because, you know, I've spent so much time dedicating to watching and reading this stuff over and over and over and over again. It I, I don't find this this property hard to translate to the film. You don't try to make excuses why you got science and sorcery on the same planet. It's just one of those things we just accepted as kids. They didn't try to find a reason to explain it for the most part, you know, other than the vague idea that technology was forgotten and sorcerer took over. I know Mark Taylor has a better or a, a different direction that he wanted to go in. I, I would be open to hear more about that when that book of his comes out. But you don't, this is not something that had to be overly explained. The only thing that this would really need is like a brief. Um, prologue at the beginning of this film to explain to the new audience and to children the 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 presence and purpose of Castle Grayskull. If you understand why this location is so significant, then you're going to understand the importance of He-Man and the importance of Skeletor and why they do what they do. You know, I I, I think that it needs to be, you know, that this this is the biggest capture of the flag. You know, essentially, everyone's either trying to protect it or take it. You know, take taking the simplicity of the toy line, and uh, that, that I mean, some of the best films, as we as we have said said before in private discussions, or whatever, are some of the, the best movies when you're not trying to overcomplicate it with your. Well, we got to overly explain this because people aren't going to understand it. Well, uh, I, that that's that doesn't make sense. It, you're not looking at it, and and that you shouldn't be looking at it from that perspective. You don't have to explain why Skeletor is an evil asshole, and he needs to be evil. Don't hint about his past that he's a, 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 the lost long brother of King Randall, Ward of the Throne, or he's got blue skin, or some other bullshit racist idea, or something like that. He man needs to be, you know, the the quintessential iconic, you know, uh, uplift a hero that 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 young boys and and men who say this like God, he's he's awesome. Like I want to be like that. I want to power sword the toy store and the man. Like I want to go in the gym, start lifting weights like He Man, you know. Or the music. The music has got to help sell the the epic scale of when He Man and Skelter clash, and when you see Snake Mountain for the first time, that the music ought to be giving you goosebumps because the, they're taking every bit of this mythology from the heroes to the villains to the vehicles to the locations to the the stakes the stakes have got to mean something it has got you've got to believe that skeletor is the biggest threat on this planet and they're like, what, what are you laughing at <laughs> because <laughs> it was said in the chat i'll go ahead and read it needs to have plenty of pod humor human and tila go on a road trip across america in the attack track prince adam is played by adam sandler <laughs> oh god i'm sorry I'm sure I... netflix latest bullshit exactly you know? We're under contract with this asshole. We gotta get get them all get get those dickheads over who just get, you know. Plus, can't get plus, right I, I I had to break the momentum of what you were you're flexing and and building towards. Um, Tyler will also have his list, but I guess the other question I will pose as well is, when they do this, do you think it's best, as Tyler said, to kind of not explain everything to you, kind of dress it up early on and we're we're into the the film but also open it up to where it's like oh well here's everybody maybe not like have speaking parts for people but have a visual representation like easter eggs if you will of like oh hey here's this this and this guy like would it be best to like 
all encompass include everybody, or do you think it should be scaled down and just have a smaller roster of characters? Scaled down, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. We, we don't. You can make references to the uh, Avions or Avion uh, Wars, or you can make reference to if they want to bring the 2000 next mythology and Drenids or something like that. You can make references to all these other you know characters or. Or uh, I'll say, hey, look, you know, the, the, the acting troupe is coming through, you know, uh, later this afternoon, uh, uh, King Randall, will you be the, uh, present to, uh, to view that, like, their, latest, their newest actor, uh, they call him Manny Faces. He's a, the, the uh, actor of a thousand faces. As a yeah, because there's so many. Faces. No, really. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah I, I would not want to see all these guys in one, in one, in one scene in the Royal Palace. Like, it doesn't have to be like the Christmas special, like yeah. one big panty shot of everybody. Yeah, it they can maybe just, pop up in a sequel to yeah. maybe have a little bit more of a role. But yeah, it's like, you know, people were saying, like, of course, do I want to see the Sorceress in it? Yes, but I'm not saying mainly where we're seeing her all the time. If she's in her role in what they do, which shows some of Castle Grayskull, yes, it makes sense. King Randor and Queen Marlena, yes, I'd want to see him. But obviously, I was just trying to get, like I said, that's why we we're trying to cut it down a little bit. If we had to really think about main characters you want to see in a lot or having time to shine, that's why we figured we'd cut it to six of the heroes and six of the villains. And, of course, if a sequel comes, sure, we can have others popping up. But, uh, yeah, that's why, like I said, you got to trim the fat because there's too many damn good characters. But it would just be a, it'd be a brain explosion. Like, yeah, so it would be yeah. too much to be too busy with all yeah, the damn I, I, And I think that is the best way to go. You don't want to just throw too much at once because then you just sort of confuse your general audience, and that's not what you want to do. It, it would be best to just start with a simple amount, and then if there are sequels, expand upon that. So yeah, Tyler, yeah and also acknowledge oh real quick and also acknowledge and realize this is Eternia. We don't want them speaking like they're from Earth with Earth vernacular and slang and sayings and whatever and oh my god or and no leave that out. This yeah, kind of like something that was on that. Netflix currently. If you want, you know, if you want to watch that happy horse shit, you can turn on Netflix right now. No, I mean, yeah, because I can't say it enough. Just remember, we want this to be feeling like you're escaping from this reality into a world of fantasy. Make us believe. That we're are, in another universe and another are we, place. Are we all under the impression that this will probably be rated PG thirteen? I would assume that yeah. would, that that's like the target rating for this. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mean, think they're. I don't, I don't think like, they're going R. No. Well, no, no. I know they're not going R, but I, I was thinking, would that that just swing the other way and just be PG simply? No. Now, something like this, it couldn't be PG because, you know, PG means something completely different than what it meant in the 70s and the 80s. You know, Jaws is PG, but when it came out in the 70s, it's PG because yeah. it's not rated R for language, but people are being eaten as blood. Well, water yeah, uh, yeah and so. it's the same thing with Clash of the Titans. It's PG, but there's like a boob shot in the beginning. It's like, uh, uh all right. Yeah. Yeah. Hooters. No. Yeah, but, but with this, it needs to be like a relatively hard PG-13. Like, you need to see you know, a lot of hand-to-hand combat fights, sword fights, a wide variety of people being knocked all over the place. Beastman needs to be doing Battle scars, blood, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no no heads being pulled up, but here's the thing, like, The Dark Knight was PG-13, you know, uh, and it's, it's, its content was not meant for children, but obviously with, with it being Batman, they market the film towards, you know, merchandising and wise towards kids, but the movie is not targeted towards kids, much like how Star Wars... It was just the toys were a byproduct because they realized that kids loved it. It was not meant for kids. It was just here's this epic space fantasy, along with many other, you know, action films that were not really meant Batman eighty nine was not really meant for kids. Red is a lost art was just a great action adventure. The merchandising is something is just like 
Well, we want to get on the action because kids like this too. Well, this needs to be presented as you know a great action adventure movie. If you want to market those kids, which obviously Mattel, it's their property. Yes, they need to sell toys with this. But obviously, when you look at some of the finest examples, they were not trying to cater to kids right away, and they made tons of money because they were willing to take a chance on it. You know, and I know people are all about making safe, safe bets nowadays, but honestly, they're here and gone. They don't have a lasting impact. You know, the movies that take a chance, you know, like Heath Ledger's particular Joker, outside the norm, it was taking a chance. Left, left quite a mark, you know. People are yeah. still talking about that. Yeah, definitely. You know, not the rest of the movie, but that—that's—that's that's something that. You <laughs> I know, mean, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Like that is yeah. that—that's the one constant when it comes to Dark Knight. They're just like, oh well, Heath Ledger, and oddly enough, so many people were so resistant to that at the beginning. So, I'm going to stress this. Just my opinion, no one else's. But with the casting of the underwear model, whatever his name yeah, is. No, Wiley, Prince Wiley, Adam, Wiley, Yeah, Wiley. for <laughs> Prince Adam slash He-Man. Like, and it goes to where they, they casted uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. It's like, sometimes Hollywood knows what they're doing. And at least, like, wait it out and give it a shot until you see the final product on the screen. And then make your assessment after the fact. Don't be like Joe. Don't be like Tyler. And don't hey, just sit no, here don't tell me that and pull your pants down and piss all over it. And no, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, this, I'm this, giving this, you guys a hard try, time. Trying to be the, the social justice warrior here. So now I'm going <laughs> to grab my collar and smack the shit out of him here and let him know that when we found out Nicholas Cage was cast as Grocer and Channing Tatum was cast well, as Duke Hauser, well, well, I, we I, both I, I, well, I, well, being shot in the head. Hang on. We also have from the chat from Grim 2, and uh, Grim 2 makes a, a great point. It is Sony. Sony does not have the best track record when it I comes. I can tell everybody how many episodes have we sat and said Sony. No, yeah, I, I, I know, already. but but we yeah. need to reiterate that fact that like you guys need to at least be prepared. Like even if your expectations are high for this, Sony is behind it, and it's just that that doesn't equate necessarily to good movies. That's just how it is with what they've done. I guess Joe had to go throw up or something. Let's try to drink. Kool-Aid. I don't know. Just a little bit of water. Hey, Kevin Sharp. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Uh, don't, uh, don't, yes, don't. Yeah. What have you put in Tyler's face on lately? I, I apologize. Well, speaking of Tyler, Tyler, well, yes. what are your yes, six put, picks? put my face on Faker. Uh, which I've already shown, but... Uh, yeah, I know you have. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. But I will say this. Uh, the next idea I have in mind will not include my face. So, Wow. Well, we'll, we'll get on to the, the top uh, top six. Yes, go ahead. That's, that's what Joe narrowed it down okay. to. Six heroes you want in, in the movie. Yeah, I didn't pick Man of Arms and Taylor because much like He-Man and Skeletor, they're going to be there whether you want them or not. That's just, that's like saying Castle Grayskull is not going to be the film. They're going to be in it. So I picked. Well, Grant I guess Camp. I did it just for, well, I'm sorry. I guess just for the sake of, no, I mean, I was just like. You choices there, Joe. So. Well, well, like I said, if I was to not include or just say they were there, then I thought if I had six more, then that would be eight. And I figured it would just be a, an overwhelmingly a lot. That's the only reason I had to pick them is just because otherwise there would have been so many. But you go ahead. You do your, your thing that you got. Go ahead. See, we you disagree. Have to we can do why, that. Why you, why you did what you did there. Yeah, there you go. But go ahead. So, anyway, 
I picked Frank Chant because well, not uh-huh. only because he's one of my favorites, but he's a doesn't require special effects. You need someone like Michael Jai White come in, oh, uh, hand to hand stuff yeah. in camera. To Dude, play oh Chant. yeah, that would oh yeah. that would actually be really great. Spot and and I, as dumb as this is to say, it would you would have an uh, that presence and you could have that uh, agenda to it. So there, there you go. What? I'll leave it to the, if you were to put clan champ in the movie. Cause it's like the whole black Panther and all that stuff all oh. over again. You know, like oh. if that's the way they want to go, I'm just saying if that's the way they want to go, it's like, look, we, we did this and we have like this African American heroic warrior. Like, and it, I'm going to say, like, it sucks that we're in a world that you have to do something like that just to be like, oh, oh look what we did. But Yeah, because people are so quick to forget how <sighs> you know, ethnic most films are. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, uh, before Captain Marvel, we never had a strong female lead influence in any sort of action or sci-fi film ever. Oh, I know, because people have the, you know, the attention span of a circus monkey. They do not remember anything past what happened last week. Yeah. So thank you, Marvel, for shoving it down our throats and clearly stating there are no agendas with the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. So no, I, I like I, I like I, I get it and I understand, but it's just sad that like that's what you have to do to just. But anyway, Michael Jai White as Clam yeah. Champ would be that that'd be cool. Uh, someone uh, who was it? Uh, I think Kevin Sharp actually suggests that he be Zodak. That'd be cool too. Actually, yeah, I'd, I'd be cool with that version of a Zodak. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, Mike, Michael J. White's the real deal. You know, uh, Wesley Snipes is probably a little little past his prime to uh, to participate. More, but, more, uh, more than a little, I would yeah. hate to admit, but more than a little. But uh, Michael J. would be my, my choice for that. But uh, Mossman, um, I don't think would be, but, and I would go more towards like the vintage feel, not, not the. Um, Mossman of 2000X, where he can, you know, turn his body into various plant things or has waves of plants, but someone who hides in the wilderness, who his becomes one with the forest and can hide, and is like the, you know, spy, heroic spy of uh, camo- uh, and camouflage and and things like that, and carries a big mace, and I, I just I just think it would be a tremendous character that he wouldn't have to be around the whole time, but there could be times where the evil wars are passing through, you know, the evergreen forest. Mossman is. On alert, over here's Clawful and Webster talking about something. Alerts came random. Like, you wouldn't have to be involved heavily, but I feel like that would be a pretty interesting um, character to throw into the film. Um, I definitely think Fisto. Um, I think it's important for a movie that's going to require a lot of special effects to have characters that are not so heavily influenced with special effects. Like, Fisto, the actor playing him, just wears, like, you know, a green glove over his right hand. And they put it in with motion capture. Or they could know, just take the, the, the Hulk this children's toy and spray paint it silver. Yeah. I told fanboys they complain about anything. Ah. Uh, you know. Uh, sorry, just see it in the chat. Kurt Russell is man at arms. That would actually be pretty oh, cool. God, yeah. That would yeah. be cool. I'm sorry. That would be I uh it, most of you probably don't know, but kind of have a huge man crush on Kurt Russell. Like Kurt Russell to me is probably like my my favorite male actor. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. He makes everything great. He does. He really yeah. does. Yeah. He's he's the perfect actor. 
Um, so yeah, I'd be cool with that. Absolutely. Um, I, I would also like to see, um, Cyclone. Cause if you're going to do a big special effects movie, Cyclone's about as big special effects as you can get in terms of like the heroic warriors. Plus visually just striking, you know, with the, the colors, which I'm sure with the movie, they'll probably change the hell out of it. But I, I just think Cyclone is just, uh, is my favorite heroic warrior. And I just think visually he's got the best look of all the all the heroes because of that color scheme he's got and the radar on his chest. So that's four. Um, Snout Spout. I, I, I just think, I mean, it's I'm always about mixing it up. And Snout Spout, throwing him into the mix, I mean, that's really mixing it up. You know, a cybernetic humanoid elephant, um, you know, that is a firefighter, but also is a war that, you know, is... I just think what's not to like about that character. I think he could work anywhere in the film with his, you know, acts, uh, the jaws of life and just having the intense pressure of probably 40 fire, uh, fire hoses, you know, impact coming out of his trunk alone. Like it just knock everybody on their ass. Um, so that's, uh, five and the sixth one. I almost kind of feel like just saying this. Just, I mean, I, 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 I he popped up with lizard, uh, with a uh, clan champ, but lizard man. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, be different. I just, I, it's, he's, he's so different, but he's very simple. And there's someone like Andy Circus who could, who plays a wide variety of characters, you know, that are not quite human. You know, for him to capture the manners of lizard man purse on a rock as he's talking to He Man, you know, about something that's coming like over the horizon, you know, there's, you know, a, a, a fleet of rotons heading to castle Gresco from the Northwest, you know, or something like that. Like, I, I just think, you know, that's something I could see Andy circus doing like kind of a lizard like dialect in his, um, in his uh, mannerism and how he talks. So okay. those are personal favorites, but also kind of, I mean, I feel like every, every member of the heroic wars roster deserves a place in the, in the films, but that those would be, the six that I would choose. I, mean, I think maybe it would be cool to uh, have the condensed characters in the main story. And if they were to open it up for a sequel, maybe towards the end, it sort of finds a way in itself to open it up to where you do have the panning shot that had everybody there to sort of Easter egg for everybody. Oh, Hey, like, so if it is successful, they can play that into a sequel. I also saw here in the chat, Kurt Russell would make a better Rio blast. So uh, <laughs> he actually could look like I could see that I could possibly see that yeah. yeah, because all the characters like Tyler was mentioning. I mean, believe me, there's all these other characters I'd like. I was just like in my head. The reason I chose the ones I did was I was like, OK, I know some of these are a little more established for the fans that maybe, you know, like we like to say sometimes the casual fans, but also the hardcore fans. They know the characters. But then if a sequel comes, then you can start sprinkling in the other characters that we love, too, because believe me, I love them all. Everybody at Tyler said I'd want them in there, too. I just and plus even the picks that I made, I know there's probably you know people that said ah, I really wouldn't want those. But also Anthony Albanese and Jason Cowie, thank you for joining us. But uh, no, I mean there's so many. Like now I'll just get to the villains. Now of course you know there's the no-brainers, but I'm still going to say it anyways. You, you do have to have Beast Man, and I want to. I want my Beast Man to talk. I don't want him to be mute, even though mute could be an interesting for some people. Like Cowie, well had, he was like that in the '87 movie, but. I want Beastman talking, but I also want it to maybe be the parts where he's actually using his control that he does, where he can control the creatures and animals. I think that'd be an awesome thing to see in live action form, whatever beast they might have him do something with. I think that could be cool. 
Evil Lynn, yes, obviously you have to have Evil Lynn in the movie. Then you got Trap Jaw, because I want to see, it's like, I don't, you know, that's the one thing, don't get me wrong, I love, you know, the vintage toy, I love Filmation, how he would take off and put on the, you know, the new contraptions, but I admit in MYP, that's the one thing I thought was cool, was kind of how he could transform his gimmicks without taking them off, so I'd almost like to see that in live action form as well. So that's three of them so far. Triclops, you got to have Triclops. Now, you'd think I'd say Merman, and I hate that I'm going to say this, and I want people being pissed, but I just didn't want Merman in the first movie. I know it sounds weird because you think, hey, there could be some great ocean creatures that he could summon, or there could be a part where they go to somewhere around an ocean and he attacks. But I was like, I almost feel like I'd want Merman in a sequel. And I know that sounds bizarre, but I just didn't want Merman in there. But then I wanted a character like Webstore. I would love to see a nasty, kind of skinny, muscular, gangly-like spider creature in that movie. I think it would just be so badass to actually have Webstore in there. And then finally, I wanted Whiplash. I was like, I think Whiplash again, I could just see some good battles with him, whether it's him against Ramman or Fisto or something, because I don't know if it's me having Clash of Arms thoughts in my head, but I always want to see... What's wrong with like, that? Yeah, which there is. There's nothing wrong with that, but I was like... That could be kind of badass. If you can finally see live-action versions of toe-to-toe with Fisto against Whiplash in one scene, I just think they can make that just just go insane in, li- again, live-action form. But those are my six picks in a way. Again, it's so hard to choose because there's so many damn good characters. But I'm just thinking of a mix that at least would catch my eye for a first one. But those are my picks. Outside of, like, Evil and Beast, man, like, I kind of feel like it's fair game for them to kind of pick you know, who they would want. But me personally, like, I, I, I expect Beastman and Merman, I mean, Evelyn to be in it. Um, I'm fine with Beastman talking, but if he's talking, portray him as confident. You know, we'd, you're not going to make these guys anything imposing or threat. I don't care how big you make them if you portray them as morons. And someone who controls any animal or creature on the planet, if he at his beck and call without doing anything except thinking you got to be smart <laughs> yeah you got to be you gotta smart, be smart and intelligent so that's what makes that's what should make beastman quite formidable but triclops i want to see triclops really bad because i want to see a he-man triclops uh, sword fight uh trap jaw um and i actually i kind of like the idea of him throwing on the attachments like if he's in a fight with uh man at arms and man at arms smashes like the the claw attachment off well he's you know they've been fighting the laser tron is over here is crawling on the ground trying to get to it so he can then start and just blast out man arms. I, I just see that being a bit of a, a, a plot device, like the uh, building tension in the fight. Um, and plus just seeing a, a, a muscular actor in the makeup take, taking uh, the hook and just, you know, slotting in and hear this cool, like, sound effect Which, charging up, oh, you know? No, and I do get you. I know what you mean with that. I guess the reason I kind of went against that is just because I thought, like, let's say they are in battle and they're completely away from wherever the hell it might be. But let's say, I mean, I know he has this hook, his, you know, his belt and like he could possibly have these attachments on, but I'm just, I'm just envisioning like if they were engaging in battle and these things just, what if they're falling off? That's why I thought that gimmick of the MYP of it just transforming well, in and out. Well, clunky as the Vince's toy is where you can barely have them on there and they, you pick them up and they start falling all over the place. 
place. It's not going to be like that. No, but you know what I mean? I just was still thinking, and it could just add to the effect of maybe a lot more things popping in and out at his leisure. And, and know that you could say that could be something that's kind of quick and easy, but it still would make it interesting to where, what if now to stop him, they would have to sever off that electronic part of his arm, and then there is not going to be any kind of things that would go in and out. I just thought it would be interesting just for the transform, but I see what you mean, too. It could still be cool to hear the, the sounds, the, the drama of him reaching. So, yeah, Trap Doll, either way, he's got to be in the damn movie. And another person yeah. that's got to look wicked and evil as hell. Uh, Clawful. Uh, Clawful, and he needs to be portrayed in the kind of humanoid brute, you know, like the Ventures toy, the Classics version, and the Clash of Arms. Is someone who's and got, don't you owe know, him up. De- definitely don't owe him up either. No, he don't needs to speak. look like, in a, a, you know, the same size as he, man, in terms of, like, you know, um, visually, like he needs to look like someone who can go toe to toe with He-Man in a fist fight. Um, you know, with the humanoid, you know, tan skin, but you know, you know, cra- you know, the kind of you know, um, creature like Joe. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to adjust my mask. My eyes I were swear, on fire again. You guys I might are have all to... about breaking my momentum here. No, you go. Keep going. I, just... I mean, no, Joe, 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 and I are can hoots. We have planned this from the beginning. We're like, hey, anytime that Tyler starts to, get to, to jump on me, right? Starts now. to starts to get on that high horse and starts riding no, down no, the no, road. No. We, I've we, been listening, Joe. You mess with blind. your mask. I just interrupt and say, hey, well, hey guys, what about the Hardee's two for five roast beef sandwiches? No, no, keep going. I am listening. Yeah, my eyes are on fire. Behavior on this podcast with the last guy who was on here with us. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, what? Uh, ozone constantly interrupting us all the time. Oh no. Yeah. There, I'm. I, I'm. So, I was listening. I was. I really. I apologize. I was not trying to cut you <laughs> off. It just really, my eyes were burning, and I couldn't see again. And I was. I, no, no, no. I'll. I'll address the stuff. And I look down. I'm talking. And Joe's sitting there rubbing his head or doing something with his face. No, no. His nose. I don't know what he's doing. So, well, well wait. Am I? Am I the ozone? I was bullshitting with you. I was making uh, all that up. You're starting to make no. me like. You're starting to make me hurt. Like right here in my heart. Are you kidding? No one is gonna. No. Anyway, go go ahead with yeah. your thought. I was bullshitting with you, Nathan. No, I, I, I know it was a complete joke. Um, I'm just making fun of all the all the goose that been happening. But um, no, Clawful. I just I just think he he's, he's a personal favorite of mine, and um, you know, a very imposing villain. Um, I, it's kind of hard to picture Merman not being featured in it, regardless of what. Rotten Amato says, "I kind of feel like no, he's I a, know. A I mean, staple. and I knew that I knew that pissed people off because you got to figure you yeah, got to have Merman. But I don't look at it as like as a, it's just kind of hard for me. It's like not including Beast Man. Like I just kind of feel like he's been there since the very beginning, part of the first wave of toys. And that's um, why so, we do what we do. I know I'm going to piss people off, but I I had to say it. It's just I feel like he could be great in the sequel. And if I they don't especially think they're they... an influx of hate mail to Nathan or to you because you didn't. <laughs> could you imagine? God damn it, Joe! You didn't say him. That's it. I'm not your friend, Lacey Dean. Thank you for joining us. But yeah, you know, it's like that's it. I'm <laughs> over. It's done. But go ahead. I'm just sweating my balls off. <laughs> Sorry. Woo. Okay, now we get the image of Joe's sweaty balls in our head here. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I I, Joe, 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 it was told uh, Family Dollar has oscillating fans for $16. Oh, that's too much. Hopefully, I, I can figured, find a cheap one at Dollar Tree. Uh, uh, Joe, if you're going to end up getting a fan at Dollar Tree, you're going to plug it into the wall and your outlet's going to catch on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try. I can't get no sixteen dollar fan. Oh but my I'll, god! I'll, if anyone wants to mail Joe, 
a fan, I'll dig up his address and you guys can send it to him. Sorry. I don't what mean to be sweating. Little but... pocket once you get, you, know, you can just kind of hold in front of your face. Hey, know, that's like... a good idea. Yeah, get the, get is... the one that will spritz the like mist the water too. Yeah. No, but then that it. would that would that would make the ink on my mask start bleeding, so that would be an issue. But uh, well, yeah, you no. gotta well, you would go off camera and lift your mask and then. Sp- <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, we gotta get back. Imagine, we can probably make life for Joe so much easier if he just actually listens to the common sense that Nathan and I have to offer to him. Let's 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 probably rate, using oh. a wheelbarrow to go grocery shopping, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with no wheel on it, he's just you know pushing, scraping the sidewalk. Here. I'll get home and support here, people. I don't listen for I don't nothing. You're ride. right. I don't need your damn charity. Stick it up your ass. I got a square wheel called clunk, clunk, clunk. It's a throw. It's a clunk. Like we need, we need to a... get we need to get Joe the luchador mask. Like, yeah, it would probably yeah. still be kind of hot during the summer months because I remember vividly going to a SmackDown event in our local area and wearing uh, a luchador mask. I don't know why. Is that the one where you and Keith that wanted to be seen and you guys, that's, that's one you and I were like pissed off at each other. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got like the front row seats and you took like that, that one chick to the event. Yeah. Keith and I were sitting in the node bleeds and we had the, the luchador masks and we were kind of yeah. sweating for a little bit. And we were, we, but it, honestly, it's because we had to work that day and he was the manager of the store and I was the assistant managers so we were like wearing our shirts and ties but oddly enough the masks like there was a purple mask and a yellow mask and we we had like coordinating shirts so we just went in there with like shirts and ties and a luchador mask and went and sat and after time it got too hot and we had to so joe i sympathize with you i didn't take my pants off though Oh, yeah, you gotta do it sometimes. I'm, yeah, and already in the chat room, everybody's like, man, Merman's a must, Joe. Joe's smoking crack. Yeah. No, Merman's. I, well, yeah, no, I, yeah, Joe is smoking crack. I'm gonna throw that. I like, to me, when I think about what they need to do with the movie, I kind of look at, with the filmation intro. I feel like all of those characters that are present in that intro are, they definitely need to be included into the end of the film. Because that is the way that you appeal to the hardcore fan of like, all right, well, this is an introduction. I remember this. I remember blah, blah, blah. No, it's true. I agree with you. It's just like, um, like I said, there's so many of the original, you know, figures and people in the cartoon, like I said, that should be in that movie. And I, I do understand that. And it's almost like how, you know, Tyler said, of course, there's ones that are established that obviously should be in there. And then he brought in his others, which were some from later on that some fans might not know. But still, there's still awesome characters to have. And I guess that's why for me in my head, the whole thing with Merman is there's so many damn good things that I know if they put them in, they're just going to fucking make it like uh, they're going to make him a joke in that first movie or do something stupid. And where I see him doing something badass as well, whether if it, let's say it is in the first or even in the sequel, a scene where maybe there has to be something that has to be acquired from somewhere around the ocean or in the ocean. And that's when he could finally make his appearance and have this, this badass thing, whether it's him doing something, controlling the waves, controlling creatures, riding in on some insane thing, whatever it may be. I love his debuter's appearance to be impactful and you're right he probably should be in the first movie i just know that they're gonna piss all over well, and do if, if they're gonna make him a joke they'll make him a joke in the sequel so no matter what well i mean that's what i was hoping is 
No, true, true, but I was hoping that in my head, again, this is me in a perfect world, like, let's say they had an amazing first movie, and then here comes the sequel, and like, okay, now it's time, let's bring in Merman, and maybe do him some justice, but, like you said, they might not do that either, whether he's in the first or the second movie, they just might do something stupid, I just, I'm scared that he's the one character in my head that they're gonna mess up, I don't know why, but I really have that. That, that that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're not worried about Skeletor, but tell it wisecracks and jokes. And no, no. I mean the camera. Like imagine, like they have like some asking, like, "Did you ever see like Scott Hall at Cut Promise? Wonder how like Skeletor do that? Where he goes like this all the time, and when he walks into the scene, he does the surf surfer guy thing, you know? <laughs> no, but you're right. You I know? mean, of course, and when, when that mess shows up. up, he actually buff Bagwell and does, you know. Oh, oh God. man, yeah, the buff Bagwell taunts one of the best. No, but you're right. I mean, I guess you're right. I'm always concerned they're gonna mess up Skeletor. Well, like, Sony, like, we, we are. We, the purpose of this conversation is if those idiots that Sony said, "Hey, we're gonna do something reputable and it's gonna actually please people," and not just you know, we're gonna come through and uh, micromanage and make this silly. Oh, make that hokier. Don't want to exactly over here. Exactly. I mean, look what they did with Spider Man. Like, that yeah. is why we're doing it, though. You're right. That is why we're saying this. We're just saying, like, all these characters that we're mentioning, we're just saying why we'd want them and what kind of justice we'd, like, done for them. Yeah, they're going to so make all these characters. They'll make them all look the, – the villains will look like a bunch of pussies, and the heroes will not be taken as legitimate heroes because Sony's behind this. We don't believe anybody who has been attached to this film for the last 15, 10, 20 years is looking at this property as a great opportunity to make a great, impactful kick-ass film that well, toy, selling toys would be a byproduct to this. This has the opportunity to really be an impactful and memorable film whenever it's released. Whatever time of year, there's so much potential. It's not because we're biased and we're doing the podcast strictly on this property. It truly has the, the, the elements of people walking down that theater and people talking about it. The girls honking over you know, the men or wanting to be like Tila or Evelyn. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the young boys want to reenact it. All right. You, you're doing no, it to me in here. No, what? But what? Right. what? No one said anything. What? Like, Nathan's like, <laughs> no, I just, I, I think, I think that the way that you're looking about it, it's just, it's like, that's a, that's a bygone era. Like, it, and we talked about this before, like Avengers Endgame did a shitload of money, right? But it died off pretty quick. That's yeah. the way that this works now. Like, you got to make that money opening weekend, second weekend. After that, like, it's it's fair game. But you have to make that money back in those first two weeks. And I, I blame that on the fact that because we've got so many damn superhero movies that it's just, okay, now the next one. This is something unique in its own where there's nothing else to compare it to. I mean, kind of... I, there is, but at the at the same time, too, like, we're talking about a property that has had a few animated incarnations and one live action feature film that many, not everybody, but like the general viewpoint from the general public is like, well, this is the thing that, that tanked this because it was making millions of dollars hand over fist. And it was the most popular thing. And then the movie came out and it all went downhill from there. So, so that's that's the perspective of, of like the casual hemoth and not even I, I, well, I, 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 well, I, I know that, but I'm saying like when this comes out, you're you're fat. All right. Let's say like this goes into production. A trailer comes out and you guys watch it and everyone here in the chat watches it and everyone on the org watches it and, and everyone of this fan base consumes it. And they're like, 
there's a good percentage like you know what this is this is shit i'm not gonna go see it the the entire point of doing this too is to appeal to you guys but also to appeal to a general audience that's going to make it more money that that that's the problem in this whole thing is you have to find that balance and it, it's how it is with the marvel films now like it's exceeded expectations for a general movie going audience but for tyler the guy that has read comic books most of his life and has been consumed by it and entertained by it like he starts to fall out of that so it, it, it ends up like casting you out but still appealing to them you have to find that balance but i feel like that balance can be made because as when val was on here last like there is no preconceived notion with the mass audience like kids teenagers and most adults if they know anything about he-man is that they remember the toll line and that there was a cartoon and that that's about as far as it goes so it's, it's an empty palette yeah nothing, no, I, nothing but a, a clean slate to work with like yes. it's not uh, other than if they're listening to all the goofy shit on youtube where they think he-man is gay or it's being made a mockery of you got that working against you but for the most part you could throw in a character like spike or into this mix and only fans like us oh, oh, it's awesome, whereas everyone else, they're not going to think of all oh, Spike. Or he was that really lame hey, as episode of the games. You know? And, and oh, I'm saying, like, that's what you have to work towards. Like, if they throw bits out to you guys, you're like, oh, this is awesome. They also have to find a way to work it into the general movie audience to be like, oh, well, that's cool, too. Find find a way for them to also appreciate it as much as you appreciate it. And, that, well, and, can, that, and that's hard. And that, well, not necessarily because the character of, of He-Man slash Prince Adam, that's, that's, that should be relatable to most guys anyway, you know? I, I mean... You know, to most guys, and then you're, of course... You're, you're not wrong, but it, it's it's also just the changing of the times, and as, as much as that is hard for people to digest, like, people are way more right, sensitive well, right. nowadays. Okay. It's just... But because of that, all right, the touch of what you just said there, yeah. the controversy around The Last Jedi where people are either claiming it's a shit film. Well, why is it a shit film? Oh, because you guys just don't like having, you know, uh, a lot of ethnicity represented in Star Wars, which is complete bullshit. No, oh, you yeah, like no, a yeah. Female lead. Like, that's bullshit, no, too. Yeah, exactly. It's a bad film. Yeah, it just, but, it wasn't written well. It wasn't portrayed, like, the way they went about their storytelling as none of it just ultimately didn't make sense. Yeah, and something like this, as much as people in, on the internet try to find some way of Finding something or claiming He-Man is gay is a joke, not in the sense that they find him a relatable character because he's he's you know a prince who has to maintain a secret or whatever the case may be. You know he's made it as a joke. You know as, as you know because they don't like how he looks or whatever the case may be. Th this itself, like when Lord of the Rings came out, I think there was a lot of people who clearly didn't know anything about it. I didn't know much other than I knew there was books. And I was intrigued by its fantasy. It should look pretty cool. I didn't know who the vast array of characters were. Right. I didn't. Yeah. So I watched Two Towers that I hadn't read the book. Return of the King didn't read the book. I only read part of Fellowship. And that's all I knew. So just because the trailers looked really cool, it took the source material seriously. I was there opening day and fell in love with Lord of the Rings. Same thing with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars had nothing. Now, the kids that, most kids probably weren't aware of like Flash Gordon, at least not to a certain extent. No, no, nothing about Darth Vader that he makes his epic entrance, and you're sold on the visual and that this character is taken seriously. I'm not saying He-Man has to be like Star Wars. Lord God knows, Joe and I have said it plenty of times. 
But if you come at it is like, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this hero over here. Look, look what he can do. Look how he carries himself. You know, you, res- you, you respect, like just showing them what it really should be and not pandering and catering to, look, everybody, we, we cast a, a black guy as man at arms. So, we, so we're pandering here. Oh, look, we made Tila a lesbian. Oh, isn't it great, people? Ignore all that because stuff like that really is just, it's clearly there's an agenda and people can see through it pretty clearly. You know, it's the, these are it's just a, if you want to cast a a, a a black actor to play Rain Man, I could care less. Cast the right person for the actor. So the pandering stuff and ignoring all the social justice bullshit out the door. You know, if they you know, really care. That's why I feel like this could easily work in a, in a time where people are looking for reasons to say, "Hey, look, we're helping out this group. Hey, look, we're helping out this group," without actually saying it. You know, oh look, women's rights. We've cast uh, um, we're, we're making Tila. A, a heavier hitter in this movie than He-Man because it's all about girl power and all that other horse shit that they're, that they're shoving down their throats as opposed to just writing a great female character. But Tyler, like there's not been a strong female lead presence ever in film. I just, I, I have to keep throwing it out there. there oh, I, oh, I know. There's never, but Tyler, there's never been a strong African-American lead in a comic book movie like ever. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I, I seem to recall there was something with uh, a guy that killed vampires. I heard was based I, on I, some kind of maybe I, an indie graphic novel or now, something. I, but that has I, nothing I, to do with, I don't, I don't you know. I don't know what you're talking about, even though those were like the the same properties that own the characters. I, I, Tyler, what I the hell do we know? We're just fanboys no. podcasting from the confines of I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, Tyler, you know, it shows how sometimes people can be on the same wavelength because you brought up Lord of the Rings. That's something I was going to say because I was gonna say that you know, not everybody in the world read those books, and I remember when those movies came out, somebody like my sister who hates fantasy hates it she loved those movies there's people that you'd never think would enjoy lord of the rings loved it and they went into it in any of the creatures characters settings places anything that was going on you accepted it you loved it and you didn't question it and say oh god that was stupid oh what exactly. that exactly that in star wars and it's not to say it right. needs to be done like this but these are two right. properties that when you're introduced to uh saruman you you, you don't know too much you don't question right. You just accept the fact that he is now turned on Gandalf the Grey, and exactly. that's all you need to know. Well, with Skeletor and, is introduced, we don't need a backstory. Not even right. that he's from uh, Infinita. Just show that this is the bad guy. He wants power because he's a prick and he's an asshole, and he'll kill anybody in his way to right. get it. And, and, and any of the sword. people that exactly, any of the people that grew up with masters that loved it, like us and everybody that's listening. We're not going to question what we see. And anybody new that's going into that, all you got to hopefully let people understand and know is this is fantasy. That's why I keep saying this is and not the, and Earth. And the performances just show themselves. What? Like, when, well, like they, we go back to The Dark Knight. When that movie came out, and people I knew for a fact were not comic book fans, they were going to see the performance of, obviously, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was the big talk. So people who didn't know anything about Batman or the Joker or read a comic book were going to see it because the performance of Heath Ledger's Joker was was – getting so much notice it was taking itself seriously this could work too if you hire actors who are actually taking this stuff seriously and honestly people we we know we're not going to get anything like this we're speaking as just devoted fanboys that feel like there is potential here but we know we are quite confident we are not going to get not even a substandard he-man film from those jerk-offs at sony we're just not going to we're doing no, this for our own entertainment yeah. and our own benefit 
and to give you but guys in hope, in you know, hopes that, like I said, they could be listening. But that's why I said when we're talking about this, that's why we're trying to let you know: don't make it Earth-like. Don't have them speaking like that. Don't joke up all the characters, especially the evil warriors. I mean, if there's one thing, as much as the mocking of the 87 movie got, when you think about the evil warriors that were in that movie, they didn't dumb them down. There was not slapstick humor. And that doesn't need to nope. be done in this movie as well. And plus, remember, this is a world of fantasy. So you already got the Masters fans hooked. But any of the new fans who are just wanting to go see a good fantasy movie, they'll go into there. And if you do it done, I mean, if it's done properly – They'll just welcome it with open arms and say they won't question if like they did see somebody like Spike or in there or if they seen Jitsu or if they seen Ninja or if they seen any of these characters. Wonder, well, God, that's a weird looking character. You're not going to question it because you understand this is a world of fantasy and it's not Earth. And that's why it can work. If people, like I said, went into Lord of the Rings not knowing a damn thing about it and loved it. This can be done with Masters of the Universe as well. Like I said, it's its own established property with so much rich history of all the locations, the vehicles, the magic, the people, the characters, everything. Just do it justice. That, that is why we do it. Like you said, are people from Sony listening to this podcast? Probably not. If they hey, are, hey, hopefully... Joe, you don't know that. Uh, the, cult of, if... the cult of motto has a reach. <laughs> yeah. But if they are, that would be great. And I still got people in the chat room saying, no, Merman Joe, <laughs> they're freaking out. So I hey, can't uh, talk well, that it, Well, that's the important thing of this show. And I kind of like the fact that you guys chose this as a topic because the chat's just been like, boom, 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 boom. Like, and that's what we, that's the ultimate goal of this show is for you guys to talk about it, discuss about it. Agree, yeah, disagree, whatever. Your, your interest in the property, yeah. Whether yeah. You agree, yeah, exactly. Work your brain, said. which is what I was trying to do, just like throwing stuff out to Tyler, because I kind of want to do that sometimes. Play that other part and just like, yeah, but what about this and this? Because this is how the industry is built. This is what it has to appeal to. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Tank Tops? Kind of thing. I it, it, yeah. it, I mean, it just it needs to be thrown that way. And as Tyler said, it's Sony doing it, so there's no real faith behind it necessarily. But if it turns out well, then it'll be fantastic. But expectations are low, at least across the board on on this panel. I don't know how the chat really feels about it because they haven't specified. But I can breathe again, so I'm putting my mask back on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Damn, it's just not there, been a there, there was for... a there was a point when Tyler was like getting on his stuff, and I just hear Joe. You just hear like a like a I hear like the... like yeah, just like a scratching and like. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I was. What is going on? I was no, no. That was me drinking the water. Like Randall's watching that uh, that uh, that porn in a clutch. And... <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing perverted going on, listeners or anybody like, else. Joe, what I was are you just... doing over there? Eh, watching children's programming. <laughs> I was drinking, drinking some water. Yeah, he's drinking in backdoor sluts nine. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Well, that's one that list like porno names that Randall reads off in Clark. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nathan, you might as well just stick around. I mean, I don't know how much you know, Mask, but you might as well because we'll just—it's probably not going to be a big spotlight right, on Mask, and we'll go but, into questions right after but that. I, but but I. Like I, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't pull a Tyler. I got to go to the bathroom, bathroom Daddy. Yeah. Oh, you got, oh, damn it. <laughs> You guys, you do your, your conversation. I'll be back. Okay. Well, go ahead, T Rex. If you want to start off, your thoughts on Mask. I, uh, I, I feel like this character is. This is someone I honestly would rather not know. Um, his his like definitive past. Like I'm I, I'm curious. You know, 
if Larry DeTaylor ever had like a kind of a uh, an idea of a backstory for this character because you know if you've listened to his um, interview on on House Chicago that's on the the DVDs um, where he states that Mask came out last, Chicago came first, and then the first because it was done as like one episode, which is essentially part two. He has to come up with the first part and create the Mask character. So Mask came later. And it's almost like he may have just been nothing more than just a uh, a gatekeeper, so to speak, and from conception wise. But the character is so well written by Laird Detailer and his dialogue, like he he just adds so many depths to this character, and we're not given a whole lot. But that's what makes him so in, in, intriguing. Plus, not to mention the very uh, demonic, robotic, metallic sound voice, voice yeah. that Alan Oppenheimer did, which scared the piss out of me as a kid. <laughs> but one thing I will say this, and um, because, you know, when I got older, you know, because I didn't know what the term meant when I was a kid, but when he refers to Shakoti as his mistress, well, when I saw this in, in high school, I thought, well, mistress, like, like, you know, we know the term mistress is, is, is someone that you, you sleep with on, you know, on the side or something that's not, it's like a, a, a casual uh, sexual partner almost that just sleeps only with you kind of thing. Um, so I, obviously I know that was not the term of what he really meant, but you know, when he's talking to Trapjaw, saying, "You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to locate the pyramid of my mistress," you just kind of feel like, "Well, is Mask really the one in charge here?" Now, ob- now we also see too in the the storyboards that James Hitchcock has on his Superhuman <laughs> YouTube channel gives us a extra uh, a, a cut scene that was at least storyboarded where Mask uh, is un- uh, unleashed. And the pyramid of darkness rises up out of the sand, and Shakoti comes to him in spirit form and commands him that you know you're supposed to keep this place guarded, keep others away until the right time. And he's you know he bows down to her. So clearly she's running the show. But having not seen that, you watch this episode thinking, Mask sounds like he's kind of running the show altogether almost. Um, you know, and what sucks is that the thing is, I keep saying I'd love it if Dushin can be able to animate what we've never seen. Like you said, the stuff that we've seen, yeah. you know, storyboarded out. How great would that be if he could add that and they can make like a, a little extended version of that first part of the House of Shikoti. It's but, fascinating because James added like the perfect music and the sound effects to all that. It may and Dushin anything to do with that or all of it. I, I, I just it's on James' channel, so I assumed he did a, a lot of that. So, Deuce, if you had any, anything to do with that, I give you credit for that, too. But it's I've watched that video many times because I was so intrigued by adding that extra level because that changes the dynamic of Mass character or how he's portrayed in, the, in part one if you get him dropping to his knees and, you know, holding up his arms and like, sure, yes, like, sure. you know, I'm, I'm offering my services to you. And, um, and in using this book, um, you know they they have the the, the classics by, and then they have a you know description of um, of uh, what he did in the the episode of information. But they uh, the the bio they give him here, and I I can't remember. I don't think Mask is given a bio. I think when we got the figure, I think and maybe one of those bios that that Danielle had worked on. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I may be wrong on that one. Maybe I have no idea. But in this, they, they have, like, his um, mask was uh, an item of Eldor and was stolen. Um, and then he was also the teacher of Count Marza, according to this bio that was written for the character. Um, 
I definitely think that the character is someone who's been around a long, long time. Um, but I almost kind of thought of like when the when his mask is pulled off by Orko and, and He Man severs it in half, and he just falls to pieces, like just kind of just yeah, it just kind of evaporates, almost as if like the mask itself was like that 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 was mask like it was just yeah, the, like the mask me, was taken on a form and if you if you destroyed the mask itself because it makes you gone. wonder it does make you wonder the whole origin of the mask itself meaning like let's say what if mask at one time was let's say a great sorcerer possibly and somehow through some weird way his soul and essence was trapped within that mask and that's his only way of being and existing and if that's broke snapped how you seen with what he-man did then he just dissipates because it's kind of like, in a way, it's a, it's a sad thing to think this is him. Once it's on, bam, it forms the body. He has a body. He has a, a, a life form, if you will, that he can use and control. But once that's snapped, it's, it makes you wonder the origin of what could have created Mask. That's why so we you, like the character. You, so, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. You, well, you said something, just how, what you just, and that made me think, like, when you said sad, I almost thought, like, maybe as a if he was, I mean, I picture kind of Shakur is like probably had like a like millions of followers, and they were like uh, like constantly like sacrificing themselves to the sleeping beast and dying in her honor and things. I could see Mask is like in his life as as an actual living being, probably like her lover, and you know he was uh, he cheated on her, and as punishment, she destroys his physical form, takes away his looks, and puts his soul in this mask, and you know he lives strictly to serve her. And is all about you know protecting the house of darkness and doing anything he can to to bring her back to or bring her back to you know uh, to, I guess an actual living form because she's pretty much a ghost. And yeah, they're both in kind of who's... in a way. What if they both were cursed? What if somebody cursed them yeah. both? What if there was some kind of love triangle? What if something happened where somebody put a curse upon her to make her trapped in the house of Shakodian spirit form, and now Mask is trapped within only this mask? And maybe there's a way that yes, they have to you know when he's able to rise the house of Shakodi, but they're trying to find a way of bringing their life essence and their form back together to be together. Yeah, maybe they were both cursed. That's it's so or, damn or, interesting or, or, or to talk like to them. Lord Lady Valtura, like a very powerful couple that that thrive on being evil, and to, you know, and this is their punishment essentially. Like playing off of that, that they're separated from each other. She's a ghost. He's he's actually trapped in this mask, and his is he can only you know, obtain physical form if the mask is intact. With you know, I guess you know, if it, I, I was, I was trying to trying to explain it. I mean, it's very, like we have to stop thinking about it much more in depth. But yeah, I think, and that doesn't overexplain it. But I would want them to be nothing but pure evil. Like I would want them if, if they obviously were lovers, and we don't need to go into graphic detail because this is human. You don't need to go into like you know sexuality and stuff like that. But putting them as a couple that were vanquished from you know probably killing off innocents and, and feeding them to the sleeping beasts for the you know for the pure idea of like you're worshiping us, we're in charge here, that kind of thing, and making people believe that. You know, we must offer our our children to them, like in the Beastmaster. You know, when uh, Rip Torn's Mayax is taking people's children and sacrificing them in the name of R. I can see these two doing this in the House of Darkness, and then you know, greater forces come in. They vanquish her to uh, turn and uh, destroy her, and she's nothing more than a spirit. He's nothing more than what he was trapped in a mask. 
and they had to <laughs> they had to make sure they were separated because what if they yeah. were just some imposing force back in ancient times? And if they were to gain physical form once again, their power would be like almost unstoppable. That's what's so fun about those two damn characters. I mean, we got such yeah. a, you know just very limited, but it makes you think what could happen if they'd expand upon the story and if they could have popped up in NYP and if we could have heard more of a backstory. That's what's great about some of these one-off characters. It gets your juices going to where you can create a story and then hell just go with it. It makes it. It makes it a lot more interesting for characters that obviously just were one-offs, basically. Yeah, and, and good writing in a 22-minute episode gives us... That's the importance of why we emphasize, or why I like to emphasize formation over NYP. This story of House of Cody Part 1 and 2, which you can count as two episodes or one episode, gives you so much mystery. It's like watching the first Alien film. When, you, when they walk into the ship, and you see the space jockey and you know, all these eggs and all over the ship. It's not explained, but what is that? Where did that come from? And Prometheus sucked balls, so I don't even that film does not even exist to me. Never so, seen it, but keep it like that. It's a piece of shit. Okay, okay. But it, but what? When you watch Alien, you're left wanting all these things that are unexplained, but they're not part of the story. But it's so intriguing and gets you, keeps you thinking, and you sit and wonder about it so much. Me and my dad would do that all the time. Anytime we watch uh, Alien or Predator One and Two or the Thing, things that aren't really explained, but they're just kind of shown to you. And you, you move on, but you're like, wait, how long was that there, you think? And that's how these two are. You know, th this, this dynamic between these two, that there is some sort of relationship between these two. You know, because when Mask is gone, it's, it's pretty much, it's, it's Shakoti's show, that he's just trying to rise the House of Darkness and not mentioning Shakoti by name at all. Refers to him as his mistress. That is it. So as far as we know, you know, Mask is the one running the show. And because he's outside the pyramid, we don't know what his thoughts are other than he wants to bring her back. But to, ser to serve her or for his purpose or just because he's an evil prick and wants to unleash pure evil on everybody. We, we don't know. And that's what makes it so fascinating. And honestly, it's probably best it's not really explained. Unless it was Larry Taylor's definitive, you know, um, idea of what he had in mind for these characters which you know unfortunately god bless him we will probably never get that uh however he did show he said there was interest in bringing her back for myp but i think they shut that down on uh, the power and it just shows how show. it isn't something it just shows how quickly we sat there and spitballed between the both of us in that quick little session and almost created a new story it's like hey we might have to co-write and have to have karsten or somebody Maybe draw up a mini comic, and maybe we could have some kind of cool origin oh, with Mask. We get, we get Kevin because Kevin likes Lord Mask and Shakoti as well too. So, all right, Kevin, damn it, you're gonna that, draw it. Yeah, I just, I just, shit. See, that's what make. Sorry, I'm here. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Here, Palace Live. You know, this this will make this more exciting than watching Monday Night Raw. You may not know what the hell is going on, but by God, you, you can't turn turn away from watching it. Yeah, I don't know what you. How the fuck that happened? Sorry. It's been a while since I dropped the camera. I mean, shit. Okay, go ahead. What the fuck? Anyway. Okay, I'm sorry, people. And I tried to watch my mouth the whole episode. That was the first, I think, bombs I dropped. Go ahead, Tyler. Does it matter at this point, Joe? I mean, <laughs> does it fucking. It doesn't matter, Christ. But, um. Where, 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 I don't even know what I was saying. I think I was. I was no, I'm just saying, like, it, ju it just burns me off when people want to shit on filmation. Or, or feel like there's not enough here, so we have to make up our own stories, you know, and just, oh, well, that character was, they really didn't do much with him, so I'm going to create my own, you know, shitty fan fiction or something like that and not really treat it. It's like, what, there's something, there's a good idea here. 
if you're a great storyteller, you can take a great idea and run with it. And there's so many great ideas that unfortunately did not get utilized much. And you know, pretty much how like how Romney London said too, like he just wrote it. It wasn't really thought of that much more in depth. But when we look at it, we feel like there's more to this than what they what they are, are, are realizing because they didn't write it with the intention of a vast backstory. But we look at it as like there's some interesting things here, just based on sure. because the writing is so good. Yeah. You know? Oh, no doubt. That's what I mean. So uh yeah, we will probably, like I said, maybe me and Tyler do. We're gonna try to do some spitballing off of this uh, episode at one time too. But I, I really would like to do some kind of story with Shakodi and Mask. I think that'd be a fun mini comic. I maybe think it a, would be, you uh, know. Uh, and that's something, yeah. you know. Kevin, Kevin has told me too. He he would love to do a, a like a fan comic project, and that's something that I I, I wanted to throw out to people that if if listeners of this podcast are interested in. Saying like a, a fan comic, you know, not something that would be sold in stores or anything that would you know piss off Patel or something like that, but like a fun fan project with Kevin's artwork and a story, like probably like a you know just as a fun project, like a fourteen-page comic book. I don't know if it'd be released digitally or something like that, but well, just people... to let you know before we get into the questions, which we'll do probably right now, just want to say Kevin Sharp said I draw it. So all right, Kevin, if you're up to it, we're gonna do it. Tom and I gonna write it. You're gonna draw that some bitch. So, well, that's our discussion on uh, Mask. So now we'll probably hit it up to the chat room if you guys have any questions. I know Zentron said he did a quote way earlier. I missed it. If he's still oh, here, hopefully he'll I'm pop sure it back. Hey, before we even get to any of that, I do have the Brad Collins questions from uh, two months ago that I go was ahead. supposed to read off. All right, here we go. go hey, Nate, I had a couple questions for tonight's show. This was months ago keep that in mind and thought you could put the guys on the spot like i don't do that enough already what are your thoughts on why merman is left off the castle grayskull box art all the other original eight are featured including zodak but no merman who is featured so prominently on the original mini comics i don't think it's not not a, a hidden agenda just you know rio bro just picked probably characters he wanted or who was asked and just pretty much just drew him like that. I I didn't find it offensive because he's not on the original box art for Council of Grayskull. You know, I, I don't I didn't see it as a problem, you know. Um I don't think there's really much of an in depth answer to give to you on that one other than it was something they said, here, put these guys on there or choose from this ca- roster of characters and put them in a big battle scene. It's um I can't imagine being any more you know, it's, it'd be hard to picture someone in Mattel's like, I don't like Merman. He's just lame. Don't put him on there or you're fired. You know? I, uh, was Joe on the board? Joe? Huh? Wait, what happened? <laughs> no, I was going to say, was, was Joe on the board of Mattel? It's like, no, we can't have Merman on there. Isn't that weird? I just shit all over Merman. And what are the odds that he had a question about Merman, why he wasn't there? Uh, I don't uh, know, maybe because there's no water. I, I mean, really, I have no clue. You're right. That's probably what they told him to draw. Well, plus, if you watch was... Filmation and NYP, Merman is constantly running around on dry land fighting it out, too. So I don't like the idea that he's got to be stuck in water. Otherwise, it'd be made into a joke like Aquaman does because people like to shit on Aquaman. Let's just yeah, they, they must have, yeah, they had their reasons, but uh, no, you're right. He would have looked cool on it, but yeah, it sucks. What other one did he have? Uh, it says here, also, call uh, call me so, but only just realized the vintage evil lens Mace wand is glow in the dark. Did you guys realize this? I feel Mattel maybe dropped the ball on advertising it. 
I actually never knew that as a kid. Never knew it. I mean, Scarecrow is the only thing that I knew. Oh my God, that thing glows! But I never knew that about Evil Lynn. I think that was years, years later. Probably when I got online, when I was like, "Oh my God, it glows!" Yeah. Well, Brad Collins was like, uh, as I was starting there, uh, dropped advertising it as a glow in the dark product on the card because at the time they were all the rave. So, well, hell, she didn't even get her own commercial. She's not her toys not even featured in one commercial in the states. So, it's uh, I, I mean I th- I think it's more or less like it's a female character. Boys aren't going to really respond prominently. We'll put her out there, but that's you know. I'm sure it was just a fun little bonus, but because she was a female character, they probably just didn't put that extra effort in advertising, you know, that her wand glowed in the dark or even mentioned on the card back. So um, I'm sure there's probably and a I did look, of yeah, other reasons. But. Yeah, glow in the dark features were something I freaked over back then from stickers to anything. So and I mean, I, I mean, guess Joe's you're... still doing it now with the customized slime they did up there. Yeah, there you go. There, turn the lights off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hey, link down below. Hit Joe up for a custom. Uh, but <laughs> there you go, Brad. Finally, it took about two months, but I, we got around to it. it it's all right. It's yeah, it took a while, but no, but thanks for those, Brad. We do appreciate that. And, uh, okay, question from Adam Gabbert. Joe, Tyler, Nathan, between one and ten with one sucks and ten for excellent, what do you rate for the movies? For Secret of the Sword, the 87 motion picture movie, the first NYP, Adam gets a sword or Christmas special. Well, um, uh, Secret of the Sword, I, I, yeah, I give that a 10 for excellent. Love that damn thing. When I seen it as a kid, when I seen the 87 movie, I don't know, three, but now it's like, I was like, God damn it. But as for now, no, I give that a nice eight. He shouldn't I, even I really... have to ask that question. If he's listening to this podcast, <laughs> as much as he has, what, what do you rate um, the 87 movie? Like, you know what? I feel like, a, 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 I feel like Adam... He he gets it. He's like, I'm gonna throw these questions out because, you know what? We got to make Tyler squirm in his seat a little bit. <laughs> MYP uh, for the first where uh, Adam gets a sword. I enjoyed. I give that probably an eight. The Christmas special. I just I'm I'm a sucker for Christmas stuff back in the day in He Man, so I give that a nine. So there you go. It's a uh, go ahead. What about you, uh, <laughs> Tyler? Oh, eighty-seven movie gets ten. Uh, Secret of the Sword. I give it uh, an eight. And uh, MYP, I loved it when I first saw it, but I I could not tell you the last time I went back and rewatched it. But I, I give it a maybe a six and a half, close to seven. Okay. Okay. What about the good old Christmas special? Hate it as much as James E. Talk or what? No, I mean, had I got to see it as a kid, because I only saw a commercial for it on the USA Network, which I found the pretty much the exact ad that's on, that they used to advertise it on on YouTube. Um, which was the only time I saw it, so I didn't see it till I was in eleventh grade, and it was not not enjoyable. But it's an easy watch. I mean, it's it's, okay. but it's not something I go through. So I give it a five. Okay. All right. Sure. What about you, Nathan? Oh, I, I I thought you were just gonna ignore me altogether, Joe. Thank you. For no, that. no. Uh, Secret of the Sword. <laughs> I'll give it. <laughs> Secret of the Sword. I'll give an eight. Uh, eighty-seven movie. It's it's kind of funny. I'm going to pull a Joe here in a way because uh, Tyler relentlessly, relentlessly for so many years, like, look at this scene. Look at this. Look at that. And I like gave him so much shit for it. But honestly, it is the movie that I've watched the most in the last couple years. So, Tyler, there you go. I would I, honestly I would give the 87 movie I, honestly probably a nine because it. it 
it, it's, it appeals to me in so many different ways. And I won't go into that any further because Tyler would want me to, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's making okay. my nipples hard already. It's like, Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. oh God. Don't. Why? <laughs> that God visit- Pulling the Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> Joe's like, <laughs> all right those of you guys out there uh, let's lift our cups and promptly take a sip of our drinks we're playing that game you guys are playing the found the, the, the fans of power drinking game take a drink yeah. am i still on am i here how do you know am i yeah you you're me? here uh, you're well, here your camera is i'm where the hell you're at yeah exactly okay um man now i gotta scroll up a little bit like joe does uh nyp when NYP came out, I uh, I was I, I think I've said it before on this podcast. Man at Arms from NYP was my first eBay purchase because I found everyone else in the way, but there was no Man at Arms for whatever reason. So I got him on eBay first. But that first episode was exciting, and I look back on those times fondly. So I'm going to go ahead and just give that a ten, just based off of. Here, oh, just pure nostalgia. I think about uh, th- there were a lot of happy memories at that time because you think about NYP and like Tyler and I becoming friends, and it was sort of this this shift in my my friendships with everyone else that I had because like Tyler was different in the fact that he brought out a lot more of my past as a kid of stuff that I collected. So being friends with him and like growing with him and seeing that and seeing like his passion for He-Man and when NYP came out like that, just this is gonna, cool. no, it's going to sound weird, but it rubbed off on me. I know that sounds yeah. really, nah, I know question, like, not, not like Joe's done that <laughs> enough with his tissues and everything, yeah. but, yeah, I'm just likes, saying, yeah. but Hey, no, Hey, hang on. We're getting sentimental here. Yeah, but, I, I like that. I like this though. It's, but it's but to this. but that period of time, like seeing how passionate that he was when NYP came out, I remember vividly. We said this before, also on the podcast, that I was like, "You have all the filmation episodes on tape, most of them." I'm like, "Bring them over. I have two VCRs. We'll copy them over." Just all of those times of doing that. And like while that's going on, like we're hanging out, like playing uh, WWF SmackDown, doing Hell in a Cell, two <laughs> out of three fall matches, and whatever on PS. Like I look back on that fondly all the time. So, no, that is a that is that's, that's, nice. You don't always like hearing. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll give that a ten. And as far as the Christmas special, I've only watched that a handful of times, so I'm not really gonna give that a rating because I don't want to annoy I, I probably wouldn't go as low as tyler did but i just nah no rating but nyp well i give it five sets because it's i mean yeah it's not great but it's also not like uh, it's not the star child or, or some of the other abysmal episodes of filmation it's fun to see all those character appearances but it's 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 pretty hokey it, it is but yeah i give it a five but uh, okay. it's weird how all of this is sort of come full circle just based off of my friendship with Tyler and going through the NYP and hunting for figures and going out and finding like the accessory, the, the flight pack, the yeah. infamous flight pack <laughs> and, and just all of that stuff. <laughs> and to like, to, to sit here now and being, be on this podcast and to know that 
because Tyler has always talked about Masters. So to see him here today, whether you like it or not, but to have 20 to 30 people here every week watching live and as those views grow for each episode during the week or the downloads, what have you, it's it's just a really cool experience. So it's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's cool I, to see. It, it's it's funny to see how all of this just manifested, and to I, man, like it's it's some special. So I uh, appreciate you saying all that. Dude. I, well, I it's I sorry that I inflated his ego even more. Everybody, no, that that's a great story. I want to say no, one uh, thing me, I, I, to capitalize on this. When Nathan first came over to my place for the first time, and I had all my He-Man toys, my GI Joes, turtles. Nathan was notorious for just like making fun of people. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't expect him to actually come up. Like I was going to meet him. Well, the, the well, well, and... the other thing too is Tyler was super nervous about anyone seeing like what he had on display because you got to think we're in high school at the time, or you you know, like junior senior year, about to graduate, and to, for him to have all that on display for him was kind of embarrassing because we're looking at this. This is like early two thousands, and he's just like on the fritz about it. And I'll let Tyler continue the story. He let me come over to his place where he had everything displayed. And go ahead. Oh, qu- yeah, quickly, I, I, I was going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I mean, um, the code word was chimichanga. Uh, I have to. I'm. Sorry, I have to no, leave. You're fine, dude. Um, okay, we'll, so um, we'll but, wrap it up. Uh, all right, no, you guys keep going because yeah. uh, Zentron has well, well, uh, Joe, 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 yeah. Joe. Yeah. We'll do this if you can. Go ahead and mute your mic and then come back after you're but done. You guys can, t- you guys, yeah, no, well, we, well, um, no, we, we will. I'm just saying, go ahead and tap that, that mute button. I just don't. No, um, but um, yeah, um, well, no, don't, be... don't worry about it. We'll wrap it up when we're all done. So you go do what you got. Yeah, you guys do keep going, and, and and everybody have a powerful day. And Nathan, not to be an ass, but it's not flight pack; it was fight pack. But well, um, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll see... All right, but I'll see you guys next time. I'm sorry. I like I like how he I like yeah, how he yeah, yeah he was just like you know what I I gotta bounce, but uh, you hey you're wrong. All right. Anyway, go 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 ahead and continue with the the. Yeah, I was story. scared shitless, you know, because Nathan loved to ra- ride people. He used to love to make fun of them for anything and everything. And uh, I thought he's gonna have a field day when he sees all these He-Man toys and wrestling figures and GI Joes and turtles and Dick Tracy and you know movie posters. All I was like, oh, he's gonna he's just gonna crucify me and I'll be rag- he'll rag at me at school and he he just he was taken aback. Like he's just stopped and just looked at everything on display, and it was he had nothing but praise, and it just grew more and more and more. And um, you know, I introduced him to this world again. He taught me about wrestling. Um, movies became a big part too, but that 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 to- the toys, man, it, it um it awakened something in him too that. Uh, you know, I'm proud to say I was responsible for. I mean, we we learned a lot from each other, honestly. Yeah. Like I, we really did. When I walked in and saw all that, I was like, I remember Cyclone. I remember all this, and, <laughs> and like you were just like, oh, oh, god, oh, thank you. Like, yeah. it was just a huge sigh <laughs> of relief that I wasn't just gonna completely tear them apart. But I, I mean, why would I like? I get it, but at the same time, I just uh, there, there's 
I, you can't, you can't replace any of that stuff. Like it's, it's always going to stick with you. And most of us in the chat, like we live through that. So there's no way that you can just entirely let that go. And I've noticed well, that just that, that idea that, you know, I, I definitely was like the quintessential nerd back then too. I wasn't into, I love basketball, but I was not a prep or anything like that. And popping the collars and all that stuff. And I didn't listen to trendy stuff or watch trendy stuff. I looked down upon people watching, you know, shitty, you know, uh, movies that were in theaters at that time or whatever. So, um, you know, it just made me feel like, you know, oh, he's, he, he likes the kids stuff and, you know, sweaty profusely. If I wore like the old school brand shirts that had Panthro or make, or the Decepticon logo for fear of being made fun of. Well, there was a you specific know? time that we won't really discuss much, but Tyler had a Thundercats shirt and got made fun of. And I remember him coming to me and he was like, I, I was like, well, what, what's the big deal? Why does it matter? Just well, I, I, yeah. Like these two idiots. You know, we're making fun. They didn't even know what it was, and we're in the same grade. They didn't know what Thundercast was, but they just decided to just constantly just make. And they, one of them was a short, pint-sized redneck. The other one was just like this very average, you know, height guy. You know, just there was nothing. You know, anybody could have knocked the shit out of him. But you know, because I'm not a confrontational person, but you just couldn't like, ah, uh-huh, yes, how, yes. How odd, how odd is that? that? Tyler's not confrontational, and he's got like all the muscles and. Well, it helps it that way you don't have to worry about being confrontational. Uh, well, we already got a question from the chat. Uh, big question. Did Tyler have sleeves in high school? He did. I did. Yeah. He did. He, he oddly enough, it, it was funny when I shared those pictures. Like the sleeves were not in those shirts. So Yeah, and I yeah, I think that was that was not a uh, maybe that was a sleeveless shirt. Because I think back then I actually started to buy like sleeveless shirts because I was working out a lot at that time or starting. He's, he's gotta let them breathe, guys. Like you don't understand, like it constricts so much with the movement, you know, like you just it's like the it's, men, more, it's more it's relaxed like, being like it's anyway. it, it's like men on card figures. You just gotta let them breathe, man. Yeah, I mean a Python Pythons can't stay in the hole for very long. They gotta get out uh, and move around. Oh know? my god. Oh, I have the bucket somewhere. Uh, did, did Joe already? I thought I saw the quote somewhere in here. Did Joe already say the quote? No. Uh, now I gotta find it. Keep going, Tyler. I, I guess we'll we'll start to wrap it up. You guys have more questions. I know Joe Chimichangaed and yeah. But yeah, if you guys have anything else you want to ask us, um, you know, before we wrap things up, we'll give you some more time to yeah, yeah. a little bit more time to ask yeah, you yeah. questions. But um. Definitely go ahead and it out. I'll, I'll find the quote that Zentron had. Tyler, you have any recommendations? Uh, yeah, my recommendation is uh, I changed my opinion on this <laughs> character companion because you were, you, you were kind of worried about it a little bit. I was, but because honestly, I thought it was just gonna be classic spies. And I, everyone who listens knows I hate those bios, at least the ones written by Scott Nyling. I'm like, oh my god, and everyone's gonna be reading this and thinking, like, oh man. Jitsu, real name Gary from the House of Asshole, you know, according to this. And <laughs> oh, well, this is what really happened. Look at his body. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. But that's not the case. And this offers quite a few uh, assortment of uh, things that have happened to these characters or how they were portrayed in various forms of media from, you know, the UK annuals, the German audio plays, the mini comics, filmation. So if you just. I mean, we're talking like artifacts are in here. Like they got the cosmic key written here. You've got 
every obscure character in, in from filmation to many comics to magazines are all featured in this book. If they weren't used much, they're at least given a small parent. Azrog and Spider are featured in here. They should have let me write a little bit longer bio for them. But Daniel says there are some mistakes in this book. Maybe that I can be allowed on the two well, I mean, release. You already pointed out one of them. Supposedly. Well, no, no. What I thought wasn't in here is in here. So. Oh. Yeah. Egg on your face. Yeah. So, and I admit, when I make mistakes, I own it. But uh, I highly recommend this book. You know, it's it's definitely. Uh, I'm so thankful that uh, everybody who worked on this did a very good job. And I'm, I, I, if I could, I'd hug Danielle uh, profusely for taking uh, uh, some personal funds of hers and sending me, Nathan, and Joe this uh, wonderful Thank item that will. We'll continue to use on this podcast, but you don't have to take my word for it. You fucked it up. Oh, there we go. I was about to say, you, you fucked it up again. No, I had it ready Should to I go. just go ahead and just, this like... This works as, as, as good as, it, as I, should. I should. smack my webcam off the top of my monitor? <sighs> How that works? At, at this point, why not? All right. Zentron's quote. First, it's the farm that time forgot. Now this? Why don't I ever fall... And wow. the people who own condos. There it's Casey go. Jones, the last coach he has in the first role. So thank you for quoting something that's actually like an actual quote, not just, you know, <laughs> hold the door. That's not a quote. Hodor? Hold the door. Hodor. Yeah, Hodor. Uh, uh, see what he did there. <laughs> uh, yeah. You get it. I get it. Uh, looking for. Uh, would you guys like to see Faker in the movie? I don't know if this was covered at all after the fact. That would have to be the sequel, something like Faker that that couldn't be introduced until like He Man and Skeletor have fought. They they know who he, you know, who the other is, and that would make sense, like for for Faker to show up like in a third or second film. Yeah, but yeah, that would that would look awesome. Okay, uh, I I I say that too, and I I was thinking Zim Brown popped in in the chat earlier when we were done with that, and was just like I really enjoyed that segment of the show, so I I'm glad that you appreciated it. I hope you guys appreciated it too. Yeah, we're 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 not all just you know a bunch of grouches. Ah, I liked it better that way. Well, I can't speak uh, for well, I can speak for myself, and I can't speak for Joe. I think Joe's okay, but uh, Tyler, quite the grump. Yeah. I own it. All right. I, I'm not like Joe. I'm not like, oh, scrolling, scrolling. I'm looking. Well, look, if there's watch. anything else, come on, pop them in there, guys. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. One more time. Throw it. If you, if you want something. Anything. Else, it doesn't even have, honestly, it doesn't have to be Master of the Universe related. Like, yeah, if you wonder what Nathan liked, what his favorite cereal is, you can ask him that. Or Ooh. Uh, well, I, well, you already posed that question. My favorite cereal. <sighs> I know Tyler's going to be like, well, he used to eat Cheerios and Kicks a lot when I came. In but here. I think he likes to sell eight nuts. <laughs> what? It's a crack magazine joke where they're, they're uh, spoofing uh, cereals and yeah. one of them is called Eight Nuts instead of Great Nuts. Sportimus had a question, supposedly. Two questions in the chat. Well, I already saw the, the sleeves. Tyler didn't wear shirts back in the day. What? I, I well, I'm trying. I'm trying to find. Sporterman said he had a couple questions, but it looks like he didn't because I had it referred to your sleeves. Oh, yeah. You guys just keep throwing out some more stuff, Tyler. What else do you want to talk about? Scroll, uh, scroll up, way up. Oh, all right. All right. 
while you do that, keep talking, Todd. Um, I said we, we probably need to do like a um, a fan Q and A relatively soon too, where we just let you know listeners send us questions and we just answer questions the whole time. I think we're 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 uh, due for something like that. So right. maybe what? No, I was just gonna say we we probably are long overdue. Sportimus, I can't find it. Just go ahead and post it again, and we'll get yeah. It. Get past your ego there. You can you can work your fingers and post it again there. Hmm. But uh, if Joe's up for it, maybe next week can we do the uh, – we'll just let the, the people in the chat room or listeners send us questions. That's just what we do the whole time, whether it's He-Man related or they could ask us, you know, which Karate Kid sequel is the better? I would say part three, and here's why. <laughs> oh, no. You, you can't get them worked up like that. Uh, just Ryan – have you noticed so many women in uh, Motu are redheads? And where can I buy a Russian wife? <laughs> well, I didn't, didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are a uh, quite a few redheads. I mean, the sorceress and Tila and Queen Marlena and cast a spell is kind of reddish brown, maybe auburn. Um, so there's a few, but I wouldn't say there's a whole lot. But yeah, there's a, a, the prominent member like Tila, Queen Marlena, and the sorceress are all redheads. Um, you got Glimmer with her her uh, purple hair, and Frost has got her blue hair, and uh, Sweet Bee's got like kind of a well, Sweet Bee has red hair too. Son of a bitch. Yeah, red hair is is, is quite quite the um, the common hair color. But uh, I'm always partial to Frost uh, and uh, and Glimmer's hair too. I just think that this kind of hair is a woman that's that's pretty sexy. I, I was I was trying to look where you can buy a Russian wife, but um... shouldn't be too hard to find. Maybe Joe knows. Uh, I, there's just a lot of articles. Well, actually, you know, there was a point when, because you know how Joe always bugs me to do Beyond Retro Arcades all the time? I was like, what if I did those, but then I read, like, Craigslist personal ads? Oh, man, Nathan used to do that for, with me sometimes, too. Well, I was telling him <laughs> about, like, it's kind of funny, like, how I read them and but I, I can't find a site for the Russian wives. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Sportima says, would you guys be into, into a direct-to-DVD Motu animated movie, and what style would you prefer? 2000X Filmation? You can kind of do an amalgam of both. Yeah, I, I, well, I think at this point that's probably how it should be, right? Like kind of a, yeah. a mix of both and... Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you can get away with mixing a few elements, but, it, you know, it wouldn't have to be Filmation. Like, Filmation is that their style of animation, but you look at this, the how He-Man looked in the 80s along with Skeletor. And, I mean, that's 2000X just kind of amped up a few things, but I think pretty much how they looked in the 80s, and not just Filmation, but just you looked at the Earl Norm's paintings, that's what you go with. Or something like William George, like, you know, on the cover of this book. That's the kind of look you go for. You can throw in a few 2000X elements, but as long as it's treated with dignity and not 3D animation. I want 2D animation, people. I'll get to some stuff that Kevin Sharp has said. Sportimus also says, what remaining Filmation characters would you like to see in the vintage and classics Filmation Super 7 figure line? Got to see Lizard Man in the, the vintage line. Got to see Icer and Strong Arm, Mask and Shakoti, um, Negator, who have yet to see in classics form too. Um, 
Azrog and Spider, which that's just a pipe dream, but the meteors, for crying out loud, the meteors have yet to be acknowledged just because of this voodoo of like, people won't want to buy them. That's why we don't do them. Well, we just don't really know there's a market for because, you know, three people said they don't want it. And well, there you have it. You know, I just feel like that that's something drastic needs to be represented as well, too. Skeletor's robot troops from the movie, um, I think they you know, need to be represented, too. I mean, there's a whole slew of uh, Garn, Prince Dacon. Um, not just Filmation, but a lot of like one-shot characters that showed up and have never appeared again. So, Kevin, you're still there. Uh, oh, dang, uh, Kevin is definitely here. I was going to get to some of the stuff he's popping in in the chat. Grim2 well, says, Queen Elmora is also a redhead. Kevin Sharp says, go see Godzilla. <laughs> I know. I had a long talk with him about that. And he was like, he was doing his best. Like, yeah, this story shit. But the monsters are awesome. You got to go see it. Man. I mean, I, 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 dude, I, I get that. That's kind of been the whole thing in the last trend of the last 15 years. Like, go, go see the Transformers. The robots are great. Humans are shit. Go see Godzilla. The monsters are great. The humans are shit. Um, Kevin Sharp also says, Chris Pratt is Orko. Make it happen. And I Kevin can, Sharp I can make, says, uh, I Kevin, can make Kevin a Sharp, suicide happen here, too. Kevin Sharp also says, Pratt is Orko 2020. Make Masters great again. <laughs> I, bet his, I bet his girlfriend's making him say all this. No, I, no, no. He, he is his own man, Tyler. You owe me like a, a, a character illustration of Webster just for saying all that stuff. Grim 2 says, no. Grim 2 says, but would you mind if an animated movie continues the original? Yeah. No, I'd be fine with that. Okay. Angry Guy Production says, Tyler, you may have covered this on a previous episode, but what are your thoughts on Super 7 vintage figures? I think it's a great idea, but I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with them just doing nothing but Filmation-style characters, again, like of characters we've already got, like He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Skeletor, Beast-Man. Like, we've got this. Like, I'm fine with it, but I wanted them to continue like getting Plasmor slash Hotshot or Slammerai or the Snake Horde Troopers, the characters that we were supposedly supposed to get, like Hero and Eldor. Like, that's what this vintage line should be, like containing the characters that we have not yet received. And just, I know they're doing it so that way they can get new customers in. But for me, I'm like, it's a great idea. I just hate how they're starting off with just, hey, here's He-Man and Skeletor again. Never bought those before. But I think it's a great idea. And um, I did buy Evil Seed and Shadow Weaver in vintage form. So um, when they release characters that need to be in the actual line, not just, you know, you know, lazy variants, then yeah, I think I'll, I'll support anything they put out. Absolutely. Tags Media Animation asks, Tyler, who are your favorite G.I. Joe good guys and bad guys? Bad guys, Cobra Commander, Destro, Storm Shadow, Big Boa, Croc Master, Crystal Ball, ah. the Dreadnoughts. Sorry to interrupt, but there was also a question earlier. Tyler, where did you get that Destro tank top? I got it at uh, T Public. Um, there is, um, if you just put in Destro, there's a guy that that's um, I forgot what his name was. I bought actually a couple shirts. Uh, he's the same guy that sold me the uh, Overlord from Black Star shirt. He's done these um, uh, illustrations of of '80s villains like this. It's serious. No goofy slang or, or, or sentences or anything like just like Cobra Commander, Skeletor, Hordak, Tex Hex, Monstar, Cobra Commander, Prime Evil from the Ghostbusters Filmation series. Just their face, 
that's very similar to how they looked in the cartoon on a T-shirt, uh, tank top. I think they have baseball tees, a regular T-shirt. They have a wide assortment. But uh, if you just put in uh, Destro and T Public, this should come up as one of the images on there. If you click on the guy who made this, you'll find a whole slew of like really great images of just you know villains of some of the great cartoons on T-shirts stuff. I kind of feel like Tyler is uh, making it a, a point to buy more tank tops just so he has something different on the show every week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's, you know. I, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat in a way because I was like, when did I wear this shirt last on any of the podcasts we've done? I should probably wear a different shirt because people, <laughs> I don't want people to think like, like each of us. Oh, Nathan's poor. He just has one shirt he wears. Yeah, we just own three shirts. Uh, Zen Brown asks, do you think we'll finally get a Queen Marlena figure in five and a half inch style? We should. Um, no, I, I think it's overdue. I think that should be part of the next next wave, along with like a lizard man and an icer and a strong arm is, is essentials like characters that we got in the cartoon. We did not get in, in the but also for like Slammerai and Hotshot or Plasmore need to be made too, Pronto. So, yes, she needs to be made. And JSP said, made it. Because JSP messaged us beforehand and was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the show, but here you oh. are hanging out. Okay. Well, good for him. We're, we're, we're kind of past the mark. Let's go ahead and uh, close this up, Tyler. You already yeah. gave your recommendations. I messaged Joe, and I'm like, hey, man, we're still going. If you want to pop in, go ahead. But I guess He's not coming back. He's, yeah. I know him. He ain't coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured as much. But uh, thank you guys in the chat for joining us. If you are new to the channel, please hit subscribe. Ring the bell so you get notified when Fans of Power goes live. Check out all the links down below. Check out Beyond Retro. Download us on uh iTunes and Podbean hit you up for custom bias t-shirts, especially bias t-shirts. Cause we're probably going to have something special. Well, yeah. Here. Next week, there might be a hostile takeover on next week's episode. I know. So we're going to say well, sporting I, a, I, a I'm new just, look for all of us. I'm just saying we, uh, we might all be out of here and someone else might be taken over. Yeah. And we can say that if they're here, they're not here to play. I mean, Look, look, at the look, look at the adjective. Yeah, play. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a comment down below, like the video, share with your friends, and until then, have a powerful day. What kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? See, I kind of hate this when Joe bounces out because then it's up to me to figure out your quotes. Well, believe me, this movie has a special place in your heart. And if you don't get this one, then um, we're not friends anymore. You're just, I'm disowning you right here on the podcast in front of all these people. Oh man, come on. Can you give me a hint? Tom Arnold says it. That's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be normal. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6. I knew it. Got it. Nailed it. Thank you. Yeah, of course you did. No, what? what what's it from? True Lies. Uh... <laughs> I'm terrible at quotes. Like, uh... I, I, I'm like Joe. I just, uh, like, I don't retain, like, I retain certain things. Like, I'm going to retain when you and I quote Clerks or Half-Baked or... Or Wheeze the Juice and Encino Man or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Or meat group. Yeah. From that. Like, 
there are certain things that I retain, but when you when you throw that out, it's kind of like the Zentron quotes. I'm just like, what? No, nah, these are specific Zentron's quotes. They're, they're just random. Hey, hey, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna step up to the plate. Don't don't crap on on the Zentrons. He's still in my gimmick here, and he's throwing out things that just are. Not... See, tonight's quote was good. That's a quote. I mean, hey, JSP got it. JSP said true lies. Tags Media said Ghostbusters, so that was way off. No. <laughs> no, but I will give Zentron all the credit in the world because that that's the kind of quote I'm looking for, is, is something prominent like that. It's, it's very distinct and unique. Note to self, all the listeners out there. Follow Tyler's, Tyler. I can't even say your name. I apologize. Follow Tyler's template, and you'll get it done. I have no idea what that means. I I don't know either. Thank you, guys. See you next time. We'll see you next week.